So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen. This. this is Matt Chibili, alongside my critical finding crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of Bears, Beats, and Bailey. And uh, this one will be a kind of emotional episode. Well, I mean emotional. I mean, like, just lots of emotions, but, you know what I mean? Laughs, tears, some, you know, stuff to cringe at, you know, basically. Just, just all different all different emotions but um uh, we have we have quite a quite a few things to, to discuss right uh first of being the um the first trailer a red band trailer um for the suicide squad which dropped um friday times recording here uh also i will talk about the best picture oscar nominee uh, sorry oscar nominee to film the father i will also talk about the hbo documentary tina which is based off of the life and career of tina turner uh, also, I will talk about, um, well, sorry, you will talk about the first three episodes of Amazon Prime's Invincible. Right. Yeah, I haven't, haven't watched it. I'm kind of waiting for the, for the season to wrap up, but, you know, you, you'll fill me in on, on if it's worth it. Uh, I will talk about Dota, Dragon's Blood. Uh, did you, you like, see it? Yeah, yeah I watched it. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Well, we will, we will talk about Dota, Dragon's Blood. And we'll end things off on a, on a, on a happy note, man, with, um, season two of hulu's solar opposites right. right so just to get out get out of the way um you know let me just talk quickly about the suicide squad um trailer that dropped sure. um got the news of it literally a day before they dropped it um last friday i saw it as it came out and i would say i um i'm not in absolute love and awe with it though um yeah. but yeah I, I i dug the hell out of this one though. It, it, it really showed what right. what what we were what we were um what James Gunn and you know everyone, everyone behind the scenes were basically trying to, you know, warn us that like, yeah, this show is gonna be over the top. It's gonna be yeah. just rated R, bloody violence, you know, cussing, all that stuff too. But it's just that irreverence, so just that fun, you know, that 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 you would expect from a guy like James Gunn. And yeah, 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 I I dug this trailer here, man. Um, I like the fact that you don't really see what the big threat is, although they kind of hint at the end. Well, it's, you, know, um, you, you do see what it is on, on, a, on a small screen. Somewhere. Right. You, mm-hmm. see, you do see it, yes. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I like where, where it's going and where it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, go also, ahead. Now. Also, these, these cameos, boy, just seeing Pete Davidson in it just had me in right. stitches. <laughs> I feel, um, I feel, King Shark. I feel he got dead. I feel he got dead early. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I feel so too. And I, 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 knowing him, he has no problem with that. I, I don't think any any cast member who's supposed to get off in this movie have any issues with it at all, man. Um, King Shark, though, had me in stitches as well. Afterwards, I realized, oh, wait, that's that's Stallone, though. That's yeah, yeah, Stallone yeah. talking there. Yeah. Just that num-num that he says yeah. before he swallows up. But yeah, they, they do it. They do it. Yeah, they do it. They, um, the, the, the Vin Diesel group thing there. So, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah um, um, well, okay. So because I'm not all too familiar with the characters in Suicide Squad outside of like Harley Quinn and, you know, um, well, right. well, well, all right. Well, I don't want to mention the, the, the previous film, right? But yeah, Harley Quinn to extent, right? And of course, I'm on the Waller. I'm not sure if King Shark's supposed to be that quote-unquote dumb there's a Momo, he's like, hi, you know what I mean? I'm like, is this how he acts? Yeah, I don't comments? know, yeah, I don't know what they're doing with that because you know, King Shark is a pretty competent and coherent character, so, so. yeah, yeah. And I'm not basing it off the Harley Quinn cartoon, I just know right. that he can't talk. I know he has that hot thing going on, you know, that right hot smash, you know, what I mean, little, little bit of dialogue kind of thing, but not the hand thing, it's almost like 
what's going on. But other than that, it's hilarious, right? But just that yeah. num num line, this had me in stitches. I could watch that all day. Um, I love how they incorporate Harley Quinn into it. I have a feeling that they're going to, just me speculating here, I have a feeling that they're going to follow up from Birds of Prey. So maybe yeah. this is just where she's at from after that movie. And not so much right. from, you know, the previous Suicide Squad film, right? But yeah. yeah. Um, also, like the fact that they, they are continuing from the from the uh, from the previous film anyway, right? Well, I, I, as if it doesn't exist, now, you know. Right, right. Guy, I'm I'm on record for kind of defending the air film. I mean, if it's anybody, I should have mentioned this with uh, when we was doing the Justice League review. Mm-hmm. But I thought if anybody who should have got who didn't get a fair shake was was over yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not that I, I think the, the, the movie is a brilliant movie or anything like that, but I felt it, it's it, clearly, <laughs> it clearly didn't get a get a chance it should have gotten. He, he had a little bit of time to write his script. It had a whole bunch of problems behind the scenes and in pre-production. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of weird and, and how are they going to play this off? And um, ultimately, I was like, just saying, you know, it's a shame, it's a shame that he didn't get a proper shake for his film. Because to me, his film just took, it only took a few, like, um, let's just say only a small handful of tweaks could have made this film work, right? In my opinion, just a small bunch of tweaks, but you know, production, behind scene production stuff just kind of make it too late to, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, this looks great though. Um, it's a yeah, of yeah. weird calls. Like, I think who's that polka dot man? Well, uh, I don't know, I don't know who's the actor playing him though, actually, actor, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we we knew that he was, um. Uh, okay, well, I've seen the guy's name right now, the, the his real name. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. He has a, a long-ass surname. Um, but yeah, yeah, though. I, I just like the fact that this show is giving us all these weird characters. In this trailer, of course, you know what I mean? Just because, you know what I mean? Like, um, gosh, I'm forgetting, like, the sort of equivalent to the Rocket Raccoon character. The one that right, you see licking right. the door, the, the yeah. window on the door, that kind of thing. There. Um, and just right down to seeing King Shark do his thing, though. Um, I like the, the back and forth between... Um, uh, between Peacemaker, played by John Cena, and uh, Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba. You know what I mean? There's a little bit, I think, with um, Rick Flagg as well. I saw um, Saul, Saul Soria, played by Alice Braga. You know what I mean? I saw a face like, oh, she's in this too. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's just me just kind of looking and saying, oh, this guy, this guy. Oh, Jai Courtney, yeah. come back. Okay, cool. Right, right, right. I like that they bring back Jai Courtney, by the way. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Want about him, but Again, he was, he was Captain Boomerang, right? For yeah, yeah. Of, he, he, right. he was one of the few things that I, th- I felt worked. Um, in the in the first one, like, it's just the bad writing and just not giving them something to do properly, kind of hold back a lot of that, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I, I, I as I said, I've I've defended the, I defended the, the the original film. I just think it was yes, it's a mess, but it's, it's something that doesn't get a fair shake. I, to put it as as bluntly as I can, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but um, but yeah, other than that, though, I mean, um, cause yeah, there's just so much characters in this, and then also to um, you, you see a bit of um. Uh, Tinker, you know what I mean? Peter, um, um, Capaldi's, um, you know, character, you know what I mean? And yeah, it was just, it was just funny to see all these characters just shoved into this one trailer and, you know, just all the fun, you just seeing, well, violence and stuff, you know what I mean? There's literally a part where King Shark rips someone in, in half, though, you know what I mean? Just, just all these crazy moments, though. Um, and yeah, I, I am excited to see this. I, I hope that it comes out on big screen. Um, I was saying that, no, is because of, well, um, you know, uh, with Marvel Studios pushing back uh, Black Widow, no, no, I think it's coming right. out uh, early July, no, you know what I mean? And I doubt it's going to be in theaters. But this one, you say, hey, coming out in theaters, I would love to see it there. But right. last thing I just want to say, though, um, what I'm a little bit worried about, though, um, similar to like the first Guardians movie, Galaxy Galaxy movie, is the humor. I, I have a feeling right. 
one sec, I have a feeling though that the humor, not all the jokes will land though, which I mean is understandable for, for films as over the top as this, right? right? But I just hope that, let me just say, most if not all the jokes land, right? But well, what I'm seeing this now is that I have a feeling that I will enjoy seeing this for the first time around on a big screen, though, you know what I mean? In theaters with a crowd. Right. But watching it home by. I don't know. I don't know if, if right, I'll right. get that same feel in terms of the humor. I, I mean, but uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm just a bit worried that the humor will just be too similar to Guardians, and I feel like I'll just be like watching Guardians all over again because, like James Gunn, yeah, you know, I'm sure he yeah. ch- change up his style enough for for people to really get into it or appreciate it. I don't know. It's a speculation. It's a, it's difficult to tell. Um, so that is about it. But yeah, I I am tentatively excited for this. Like it's like okay. I, I, okay, yeah, you know it's it working. I could I could see this working. Um, yeah, you know, and mostly because it, it's just the the big secret to this is is just making sure you have good characters bounce off each other. You know, mm-hmm. that's the secret. Like you can't you can't get wrong that. Um, but I want to say, but yeah, this this one looking good. I, I can't be mad at any of this. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 totally impressed by by what I'm seeing here with this movie. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention last thing. Um, also, I like the you know like the little set piece near the end with the sort of like Nazi esque kind of building that kind of thing. It remind me a lot of right. um, well, you know, like Dirty Dozen and you know Inglorious Bastards. Like, well, I mean the film in the film, you know what I mean? It has that feel because I was watching this thing and like, all right. Seen all these characters here, but then Mr. Gunn was talking about it inspired by the Dirty Dozen. Like, right. where, where, where am I seeing it? You know, you can't just be in the, in the, in the, in the marketing. It can't just be in the, in the posters, right? But just a little bit nanny, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, now I'll see where, where you're, you're, you're going with the whole, you know, Dirty Dozen kind of vibe there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, really have high hopes for this one. I hope that, um, well, I, I have a feeling it won't suck. Sorry. Won't, I don't want to say suck. It won't be as, negatively received as the previous film you know what i mean right, um right. but i'm just really curious to see where the story goes and of course how much of the suicide squad gets wiped out yeah, yeah james gunn james gunn have a, a, a lot of good for, uh, for lack of a better term good reputation in the pop culture tank at this point especially after you know the whole you know his whole thing with disney played out and you know yeah. he's, he's largely vindicated and all of that and so i don't really have any big problems with any of it as him Going forward, he's like, yeah, he, he, he back. It's 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 fine. I, I, you know, don't really have a problem with any of this. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I the, the only big thing is well, who the villain is at the end, which is like a big shout out to, to early early DC stuff. It's mm-hmm. probably one of the, the original Justice League villain. Um, so that's that that I'm really excited for. Um, so I want to see what they what they go and do. Yeah, um, same here, same. Here. Yeah, that 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 I'm really hyped for. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. As it is, as it is, I, I'm not mad at any of this. You know, it looking fun. Um, that's it. I mean, it had nothing else to say. Just yeah, looking at a ton of fun. Hey, get James one a chance. He, he, he good. He, you know, he, you know, he should. <laughs> yeah, he, he he certainly does. He certainly does. All right. So moving on now, um, let's talk about uh, two films that I actually had the the luck of watching on the same day, <laughs> actually, um, before meeting up, you know, with you online. Um, this would be um, The Father. This is a 2020 film, actually. But um, why I checked it out, though, is that currently it is nominated for six, well, yeah, six Academy Awards. Right. Um, that would be Best Actor for Anthony Hopkins. Yes, he's in this. Best right. Supporting Actress, Olivia Coleman, Best Adapted Screenplay, 
editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually forgot to. That's why, to be honest, uh, production design, uh, which I will try to make me, um, I'll make a mental note to mention, and best picture. Yeah, yeah. This is that best picture contender here, man. And I will say right off the bat is a, a, a really strong one at that though. So, um, what is well, basically, it is the debut feature from a playwright, well, a French novelist and playwright called sorry, named uh, Florian Zeller, right? Um, and this is actually a play that he made um, years ago, actually. And, you know, it was, it was probably one of the most well-received um, plays, you know. Um, well, you know, when, when it was released, it, be, it got a lot of, like, five-star reviews and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but I went into this, like, completely blind. I didn't even know it was based off of a play till, like, when the film actually started and you saw the credits, right? But yeah, this is his feature. It's based off of his work, actually. Actually, it's from, yeah, 2012. It's called Le Pair. So I assume that's French for the father, right? And, you know, well, come to think of it, they actually make, like, this reference, if you will, to France, right? But I'll mention it a bit. It's not really a spoiler, but this I'll mention. Um, it stars Anthony Hopkins, as I said before, right? And basically, he is just this well witted old man right um he is living in his flat um his daughter um Anne, who's played by olivia coleman comes by ever so often to take care of him yeah. but um where it starts off basically is like him like who more or less berating him because you know someone was hired to take care of him and he got mad at her right um but you know from early on what we realize is that um he is suffering from dementia so yeah, the, the the film itself plays with the idea of memory loss to a, a very effective degree, right? So there will be instances where Anne will tell him something, right? So case in point, she says how, oh, um, well, you know, she can't stay with him for long because she has to leave with her with her new boyfriend actually because she was divorced recently, and they're gonna go to Paris, and you know, and he's like, well, you know, why are you going there? They don't even speak English, right? And that's just this thing that he keeps saying, right? It's not meant to be crass or anything that is just this dumb joke that he says right yeah. but he tends to take it seriously at times like you know why are you going right but then later on now you would actually see um well Anne come back in and then he will mention well you know where where did you go and, you mean know, oh i thought you were gonna step out i thought wouldn't you would you go to go to paris or something like that and she will say right. well no i i never said that you know what i mean and then there will be this thing where you would see uh what we assume is her ex-husband and what we um what we also assume as um his as her like you know current husband i want to say this too is that the the, the film brilliantly frames the two male um the other two male characters in this um actors in this film because like literally there are only like six people in this movie right. yeah they're, they're, there's like a small small casters right yeah. but the two you know supporting male leads are well rufus um see well well i've seen in ages yeah he in this i was like what yeah Dark well, uh, you okay, well, Dark, yeah you know, uh, you okay, well, you know? <laughs> a hot minute a hot minute, I know. And um, Mark Gattis, who last time I saw him was in Dracula. He was in Sherlock. He was in Doctor Who. He plays um. Well, in Sherlock, he was the Moriarty character, right? You know, he's he's just that that asshole character, right? And yeah, it, it, he is like he is that little snarky guy as well too. But in a sense, like yeah, you didn't you don't know me. You still don't know who I am or what am I what am I what I'm doing and all that kind of stuff. And then they also play this thing in terms of where he actually is. Because right. like he would wake up now and it's like, well, this is my flat and I'm not um I'm not gonna leave this flat. But then you know, Mark Gattis' character will come in and say, no, this is actually my flat. 
I'm living here with Anne, you know what I mean? And you just stayed for a while. And right. it's just how the, how the movie just brilliantly does that, right? But as a whole, because I don't want to dive in too deep into the actual story, it just deals, it just kind of puts you in his perspective now. I just seen events play out literally inside of, well, mostly I should say, inside of an apartment, right? In a flat, right? And yeah, you know what I mean? In, uh, well, I would just say, um, just to kick off the review, in terms of um, production design, um, it's you know very effective what they do here. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's not a, a, a bottle film like, say, you know, a Malcolm and Marie, but they right. do a similar thing where, you know, they're just utilizing a lot of interiors, right? And it was even to the point where I was watching this, I was like, wait, but this is the same apartment, so how this guy's seeing it's his own, but when it's actually Anthony's own and all that kind of right, stuff, right? right? right, right, right. And then they come and tell you, no, it's actually somebody else's. And then when you look close, it's like, oh, yeah, that's true, you know what I mean? So, but it's not just in terms of where the character says they are that makes the, you know, the production design work is the lighting, um, the cinematography for this um, as well. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, there's a lot of use of um, shadow. There's actually a lot of um, use of the color blue in it, which, I mean, if you want to dive in deep, you know, reboot, boot, that, all that kind of stuff, it's there, right? But it, it works very, very well. Too. There's some really great lighting choices and, you know, moments in this film, right? Um, I thought that the, the, the editing was solid as well too, um, in terms of just, because it's not like it just jumps from D to D, right? But just how, you know, it cuts from, you know, certain scenes and whatnot, though. I, I thought it really worked as well. But the sell of all this, though, is Auntie Hopkins' performance. And, yeah, after watching this, I'm like, yeah, I, you, you, you have, you, I am, yeah, it, it, it was, he had to get an Oscar nomination for this, though, because yeah, right. he was just goddamn amazing in this, too. And you really do feel it for this guy. Like at first, because, okay, so like after the fact, I realized that the, the play itself is a black comedy, right? And yep. the show itself isn't going for melodrama, right? But it has a couple of melodrama, um, a few melodramatic moments here or there, right? But it's never played to the sense that you're supposed to laugh for this guy. Like, ha, 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 is that funny? He doesn't even know who, who's his daughter's name and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I forgot to mention too, in terms of um, daughter, there's also... Another daughter who is involved um, called Lucy, right? Um, played by um, Imogen Poots. Yeah, she's in this as well, right? Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and they play this thing where it's like, well, it's actually not the daughter, but it's uh, a new um, caretaker that that's that's hired to take care of him. But he swears that she she she, she looks so much like like a daughter now, you know what I mean? And that just brings up these um, you know, not not so much dark memories, but just something in both. Anthony's and um and Anne's past that they just didn't want to bring up basically, right? right and right. it's really, really sad. But it's just how he really thinks it's her, right? But yeah, um Anthony kneels it doing. You know, he, he he gets the mannerisms down. You really do buy into the fact that he is this old guy who is just slowly losing his mind though. Um and just the mere fact that Anthony is old, you know what I mean, <laughs> which I'll bring up near the end, um, before I get to my, to Mariton. Um, yeah, just makes it even like just tragic to watch though. Um, but I like, but I really love that the show does not play things for laughs, right? Like at first, like, oh yeah, silly old man who doesn't know where he is, haha. <laughs> okay, but later on you realize just how sad it is though, and and it's even more um tragic when yeah you kind of project either yourself or your um family onto it because you know it's not yeah. just. You know, oh, this this is some this is a random thing that could happen to you know one out of four people or whatever it is. Like 
yeah, this is something that 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 has happened to people, and who knows it could happen to to me or you or you know people that we close to. You know what I mean? So just yeah. seeing him and just him trying to deal with it, though, is just it's just it's, it's rough to watch, though. Um, I also like too that they don't paint him as this victim, like oh Lord, please help me, right? He 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 does step out of line a few times. He does see things that, you know, damage people and all that kind of stuff. But it's not to the point like, oh, I, I really meant to do that to you. It's just, well, that's how I felt. And, you know, I yeah. that's just how I feel, right? Yeah, but it's especially in terms of Ando, you know what I mean? Like, she really feels it. Um, speaking of Ando, I thought that Olivia Coleman was great in this thread. Um, uh, she she also got a nomination for, for Best Supporting Actress. Um and you know, like I don't see that she shouldn't win though. Like, like I loved her in um, what was the show that we enjoyed by um, the favorite, which she actually yeah, won for best actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like it's 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 more subdued though. Like it 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 just it's basically just her playing the the daughter who is just trying her damnedest to to do what's right for her for for dad and just to be yeah. there for him, but. At the same time, it's like, you know, she can't do this all the time. She has to move on with her life. And that's where this this um, thing brings um, comes up now with her husband, um, who is actually, um, you know, Rufus's character. And not so much Mark, right? And yeah, you, well, in terms of Rufus's character, you know, he's the one who, who comes up more like the, the asshole than anybody else. Because he's like, yeah, well, you see, she's trying, but you're just being a painter, like... Why right. we can't just go, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. That like, he he just run out of patience, and then you just really slowly see how that affects um, Anne as well, right? Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I, I I thought that in terms of just the staging, the blocking, just how how actors were moving about in the scenes worked as well, right? Um, right. especially in terms of just this confined space. So yeah, you you're there with everybody else. You're there like kind of wondering, is Anne real? You know what I mean? Are these characters well? Okay, so the one constant is Anthony, right? He's the constant, right. but you're wondering if everything else around him, even right down to the apartment that he's in, you know, what I mean? is a real is a real thing or not? I thought right, they right. did that very, very, very well. Um, it's also nominated for best adapted screenplay. Um, well, I, well, I mean, it is is it is the man play, yes. So I mean, <laughs> if it wins, it wins. I, I, but I don't. Know, I, I think it's really cool that you know you could actually write a film. Sorry, write a play or write a book and then say you know what. I think I gotta make a film out of it though. I mean, yeah, my yeah, shit. Yeah. So, hey, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like exactly. that's a, like, that's a, that's a, that's a writer's dream come true. I don't know if it's the same for you, Ricardo, but I mean, why not? And um, yeah, and just, 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 just around things up in terms of um, in in terms of well, before I get to reiterate, um, but it's where the story progresses though that really, really got me though, because I was just thinking that, because uh, I was hoping that there wasn't going to be this gimmicky thing like see. You know, um, a memento like with Guy Pierce right. now. It's right, just, right, right, right. oh well, we're trying to figure out what's going on, and it's just this mystery. But no, it's just seeing how he, I, how I, this I guy is it, dealing with life now. Yeah, I think it would have been something in the, in the same vein as a Charlie Kaufman type thing. You know, you're not sure. You know, time going, but you're not sure is that happening to you? Like, oh, um, so like the key New Yorkers playing itself out. Yes, yes, and as you know, it's as thinking something like that. Yeah, well, you know, it's actually a great thing to bring that up because, yeah, I was picking up on a bit of um, Kaufman vibes of this as well, too. Right. Um, even right down to the, where, where, where it was he saw, um, I'm thinking of ending things. You know, right. we, uh, just that whole, uh, how it how it just kind of plays with time and, you know, the perception of it, that kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. um, it, it does that as well. But I would say, because uh, I remember it was this show and it was Black Bear, which did that same thing. 
and both I was I I I left very indifferent to, but this one though this right. one really 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 clicked to it, and it's just because of how yeah really at its heart how simple it is and how relatable it is. Not saying that you have to you know suffer from it to understand it, right? Um, but you you know you probably you probably have heard instances of people going through it and you know like that. But what this show does very well um, also is that it does not it's not like some sort of big dramatized fabrication of how the 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 the, the writer assumes dementia plays out. It's just no oh, well if you really think about it, this is kind of how it is, right? Right. So it's played play, well it nice thing with it. Uh, dementia is one of those things that just it's very matter of fact because it's one of those things that well it's a person that not because a lot of people like to play types of well you know I completely lose my memory. It's more like just a general forgetfulness but to the point of uh, the uselessness you now. Um so it's, it's like you're dealing with, effectively you're dealing with a person who you know as an adult, but they are effectively a child, right? In terms of like exactly. understanding the world, perceiving the world, because once memory starts to break down, that's it. It have no, there's no anchor point now. If if you if you understand that, um, I, I think that is basically what I think was going on with uh with this as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is. Yeah. Right. So don't don't go into this expecting this to be some gimmicky kind of thing like. Well, you know, dementia doesn't really work like that, you know what I mean? Or right. how, how you know how this thing works, right? It feels very, 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 very plausible. As if, yeah, literally it could happen to you or somebody else you know, right? right. So yeah. there's a couple of things before we get to Rita, right? Um, one of which is just a minor spoiler, right? Um, but while I was watching this, though, I was feeling it. I was feeling emotion and everything like that. But I didn't get a gut punch moment though. Well, I, actually, I should say for some people, you'll get numerous gut punches though. But I was, I didn't get that that one though that really had me like, oof. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the ending come by. And I won't lie though. And then bring on the man tears out of me though. I was just yeah, like, God, yeah. like, God. And it just, it just came out though because of how vulnerable this man bec- um, becomes at the end. Right? It's just so heartbreaking to see Jen. And I was like, yeah, don't want this thing get a Best Picture nomination. Right? Like, that was just such a brilliant scene. Right? And it's so simple as well. Eh? Right. So brilliant. But the spoiler, this, the minor spoiler I just want to see before I get to rating, right, is a certain reveal, Jen, because all throughout the show, they never really see who Auntie Hopkins' um, character's name is, right? And then they tell you what it is, right? And all I will say is, you, you, you'll probably understand what I mean by the time I finish this, the, the, my point, right? With Auntie Hopkins being as old as he is, right? If this is to be his final film, Dread, yeah. I bet you, like, if you look back at this and you, you that reveal hit your boy, you'll feel even sadder than, than you will um, after watching that entire film, Dread. It just hit yeah, on true. such a well, I mean, it's it's coincidence. That's all I'll say, right? But just what you hear, it was just like, ooh, yeah. it it just cuts that much deeper. Do you know what I mean? Not not seeing that want anything bad happen to Anthony. Not seeing that I want him to to stop making films or retire and all that though. But like I say, if this is his last film, boy, why many people will watch this boy and be like, yeah, boy, I can't watch this. This is too much for me. It is too much, too much feet down, too much, too much put, uh, too much gut punches. I mean, it's, it's, it's like that, right? But yeah, I don't want to spoil it beyond that. But um, as a whole, though, boy, I, I kind of love this way. I did not expect to enjoy this as much as I did. I didn't expect this to hit me as deep as it did, especially when I reveal hit, boy. I was just like, wow, boy. But 
the the joy and the sadness out of the film itself is just seeing Auntie Hopkins just do his thing, like just proving that at his age, you know what I mean? You know, I mean, yeah. he's still one of the, just one of the greatest actors that that ever lived, Jared. And yeah, this this is another example of that man. Um, I mean, if there's one reason to watch a show, it's it's that performance. Though, as far as it winning any Oscars, though, um, it's unfortunate, though, this thing with Chadwick Boseman, though, because, yeah, right. I would actually would, I would have loved to see Auntie win this thread, but we know what's going to happen with Best Actor. We know, we know. Um, seeing you in Best mean, Picture, I, I, we know, I, we know. I play, I play not necessarily, necessarily, but yeah, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, but at least if I get, if I get one award, even if it's just editing or adapted screenplay or even supporting actress, just just something, because uh, this is one that um, I re- that people really do need to see. I really want it to be acknowledged. You know what I mean, yes, it won numerous awards before, but you know, I want this one to be you know acknowledged in the in the for the in, uh, on the night of nights. You know what I mean, the Academy Awards, right? But yeah, for me, written wise, I'm gonna give this a decent, a strong four and a half out of five. Man, this right. is one of the best shoes I have seen. Um, well, one of the best 2020 shoes I've seen in 2021. You know what I mean? I, I wish that I saw it when it came out, um, you know, last year. I, this would have been on my top um, 10 or even top 5 for sure. Yeah. The last, last, last thing I just want to say, though, um, how I even knew of this film in the first place was through, um, well, I know you're not a fan of Chris Stockman, um, but he, like last year when he put out his um, best movies list, okay. he actually had this as number one. Okay. okay. And I was surprised. Like, how... You know, I mean, out of all these these shows that we managed to see in 2020, and and you know, somewhat enjoyed. How come you picked this one? And he just mentioned his personal story with one of his relatives who went through the same thing. So, you know, it, it just hit him deeply. You know, you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I, I totally understand why you could why this would be number one for you, man. But yeah, this is a great, great, great film, though. This is a another win for for Anthony Hopkins. Um, I would have loved if he won if he actually won an award, but you know. How things gonna play out with Chadwick? Uh, sorry, right. yeah. but yeah, this is one that you should definitely not miss, man. So yeah, I, Ricardo, uh, strongly recommend you check this out. Yeah, okay, yeah. This 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 wasn't my, my periphery for a hot minute. Um, well, I wasn't. I just never get around to seeing it. So it's like okay, since since you you see it and you recommend it, I'll I'll take the time to check it in. Really? Yeah, and right. and I'm I'm really glad that it got all these. Well, basically six nominations. I'm really glad it got the best picture as well too, because I think. More people now will check it out. Like, oh, what's this show? I mean, I, I saw Nomadland, I saw Minari, promising young woman already. But what's this? The Father show, and you know, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that more people will really check it out because of that particular um, nomination, though. But yeah, I mean, nomination or no nomination, it's a great movie. Don't miss it. Right. Speaking of movies not to miss, uh, well, a show that I literally watched an hour before Beta with you. This would be Tina. Um, this is okay. a documentary film that uh, literally came out yesterday. Times recording on HBO, right? Um, and yeah, it's a documentary on the life and career of Tina Turner herself, um, who actually shows up in the, in the film as well. Um, I believe it's a 2019 or 2020. I think it's a 2019 um, interview that 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 she's given like exclusively for the for the film itself. Now, um, her and her husband actually um, show up. Um, well, actually appear periodic, periodically, sorry, to, you know, just uh, fill in certain blanks. Uh. And what it is is just, yeah, just your life and, you know, her career basically, right? I was surprised to see, you know, um, Angela Bassett, who you would know played her in the yeah. 993 <laughs> biopic. What's that love that is one thing you remember about. You know? 
No, but that movie uh, was just so disturbing and scarring. Boy, I'll, I'll talk about that. I'll talk. I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit. I'll, 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 I'll talk. Matter of fact, let me talk about it now, Trent. So, okay. my, 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 my history with 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 Tito, right? So, um, grew up. You know, while, while I was growing up, while I was a kid, you know, me and he and a song, Simply the Best, Private Dancer, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. You, you heard them in your radio, right? Um, but, you know, it was just like, okay, like, when you're young, it's like, okay, there's, there's all right, Tita to the, you know, African-American singer, uh, Queen of Rock, all that kind of stuff. Okay, 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 okay. And then, what's love got to do with the came out? Yeah, <laughs> the street And... Of course, like, you know, both of us, we were too young to see the show, right? Because I remember when it was out in theaters, right? And I don't know if it was the same with you, Ricardo, but I remember when that movie dropped on TV6, Trend. I think it was, like, on a Saturday or Sunday night, and I sat down watching this thing, like, okay, yeah, I, let's, I, let's see what the show after to offer. I, I saw it on VHS. Oh, oh, um, okay. So well, the, the, well, lucky right. you, you saw it um, on, on Censored, basically, right? Right, okay. right. And I was, like, I was so... God damn, they still by that whole lot. You know, I was like, oh no, this man not get arrested or whatever. It's like, like my brain, like, naive now. Yeah. Like, I can't believe the movie. Like, that was a thing, dread. Like, probably the movie still a little over exaggerated as it was, but still, yeah. no, what the fuck, dread? I know, boy. And, you know, it's funny that um, it's Lawrence Fishburne who plays uh, Ike yeah. Tula, right? Because if you remember, both of them starred in, um, in uh, Boise Hood two years before, uh, mm-hmm. two years before as, as a husband. Well, sorry. He, well, they, they were separated basically, right? But yeah, this it was just the two of them together. Though, but it's like Laura just played this just this despicable guy, and I, I just always have memories of just the way how he was treating Angela's character. I just like I don't know, like for, at at a moment for, for like a hot moment, I was hated on Laura's fish with him because Listen, of that movie, you know. You might play that too good, Jed. Play that that way, way too good, Of course, well, I mean, Angela was great as as teenager, but I just always forget just how much of a scumbag Lawrence yeah. was in that film. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I said they make Ike look so terrible in that. It was like, yeah, Ike was that terrible. <laughs> he was, <laughs> boy. Yeah, and that's the thing. That that that's another funny thing too, because you you, you tend to think with those shoes, right? Because I mean, like when you're young, you know, what I mean, you, you would see like a. a a based on a true life, sorry, based on a true story film about like domestic violence, all that kind of thing. And you think, oh, it's 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 kind of exaggerated because it's it's for TV or it's for you know film now. No. Then when you actually hear that you know that that most of what you saw in the movie itself was true, it's like, what? Serious, you know? But yeah, I will I will bring up Ike a bit, right? but um yeah, other than that though, um that movie came out, it it, it scarred me as well. <laughs> Actually, saw the film once. Um I do even know yeah, about yeah. that again. You know when people when people talk about black suffering movies that you can only watch once, this is one of them. I cannot watch this movie as I can die. Yeah, like, boy. Hell no, John. Like you know, it's it'll be able twelve years a slave though. Like I yeah, know, right? <laughs> it's a great film, but like I can't watch this more than one Jude. Yeah, and 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 even if you're true. Tina herself singing that I Don't Want to Fight song, if I got the, the title wrong, forgive me, which was a big song. I remember that. I, yeah, I yeah. actually love the song and I still do. Sorry, even that isn't enough for me to sit back to 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 to, to, re, to revisit that. Maybe when it hits its, um, what, what will it be, like what, 30th anniversary, two years from now, maybe I could watch it and kind of yeah. see it like, oh, okay, this is what they were going for, this is where they kind of exaggerated at, but this is what the movie was meant to be about, and right, that right, kind of stuff, right? But I'll bring up the film later on. But yeah, I don't know. Um, 
And then it was like later on, I would learn about more of, um, you know, Tina Turner's music. Um, actually, like, found out after the fact that she was in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Right, which right. was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Just not yeah. a favorite <laughs> Mad Max movie of mine at all. Yeah, yeah. And I <laughs> but, forget no, about it. Yeah, but, but the song, I mean, she was great in it. Then but it's one of those, it, yeah, it's, yeah, one, of those, it it's cool. one of those movies. Yeah, Mad Max 3 is one of those movies that... Not a good on its own, but learn to hype itself up through just the sheer hype and well, you know, yeah. Once you have a song drunk, you can't go wrong now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. yeah. It, it was it was literally Mad Max and Bruce in the the, the mid eighties, right? Because it was just yeah. all this pop music <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, but yeah, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and you know, oh, well, basically, just to, just to round things up, you know, just let's later on, you learn a lot about you know um, her life and her career, and of course the stuff that she went through with Ike, right? And I would imagine for those watching this, um, they would be familiar with a majority of this. Um, but for me, I just kind of knew little bits of info, right? But this one just kind of gives you this fully fleshed out, you know, view of everything, right? Um, so yeah, as 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 you would expect, it does start off with her uh, meeting Ike for the first time, you know what I mean? And just them going on tour, them being that that couple, you know, being that that singing couple. You know, I can Tina Turner. You know that um, the songs that they put out, all that kind of stuff. They they they, they cover that, right? But what they do is is not so much um, narration, right? But they use a lot of archival, you know, um, right. audio, you know, in and video and visual footage and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just basically um, Tina herself through random interviews, just detailing the moments in her life. And then you'll have like other people show up, like. Um, uh, a backup singer or a backup dancer or a producer, you know what I mean? Showing up and saying, yeah, this is what went on, so, 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 right? They would even throw in um, a couple of, like, interviews with um, with Ike, the even one that kind of, like, flipping the bird in front of my, in front of my monitor while I was watching because the man was, like, real contradicting stuff. The, uh, when, is, is this 91, uh, 1991 interview, basically, or 2001, I think it was, where they was asking, well, you know, all this stuff with you beat it up on, on Tina, is that true, right? That you've seen? No, well, basically, what what happens is that she um she took some sleeping pills. Like, she took oh, the whole bottle, right? And then they had a car. She the hospital, right? <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was this fellow guy trouble the other day with me, God. Um, tree, tree something. Oh, um, no, is that three songs? Is oh, sorry, Tory Leeds, yeah, Tory, Tory Leeds, exactly. God, and, and he had the worst album of, of, of 2020, yeah, by opinion, but anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the barrel talk about well, you know, it's because you know how we lifestyle was changing, and you know, she was trying to change herself to please me, but you know. It, it was the point that she wasn't being herself and she was just kind of taking it out on herself and all. I'm yeah, like, you could stop. You could stop. Just, just stop, Jen. Stop, 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 stop. You're not helping yourself. Exactly. You can't say that she take a whole bottle of sleeping pills because she was trying to get your attention, bro. Like, like no. No, 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 right? But yeah, um, she, she does mention, you know, well, what I, what I love about the show here, first off, is that it's not all about um i can teeter right which which i felt like the movie was about right um she does mention the stuff that she went through the pain and hurt and of course you know the abuse and all that kind of stuff but it never lingers on it for too long you you get moments and you understand what's going on right um and then you get like well she well one thing i i actually swear i knew but i kind of forgot um how she got into buddhism right and how it, it right, just right, kind right. of helped her you know, deal with it, and then through that, now she was just able to literally fight back. You know what I mean? Um, and then she details how that happened. I'm not gonna see what happens then, but it happens well right after that incident I mentioned with the the whole sleeping pills thing, right? 
so yeah, from there, of course, she divorced him on. Um, she got to keep the name, you know what I mean, as I remember from the movie. Right, um, right. And then, like, in the, I think it's from the early to mid-70s now, that's when she was just trying to build her, her career and reputation back. Um, so she was just doing all these gigs in, you know, Las Vegas and all that kind of stuff. And then this particular uh, producer, this British producer, um, uh, Marja, sorry, uh, Roger Davies found her and then, well, take, um, and that's where, you know, the, the stuff that we knew from her, right? Um, especially the, 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 the smash hit, What's Love Got To Do With It from 94. You know, well, yeah. He was one of the people who kind of orchestrated that. So basically it was like, she, she started off with, with soul music, but because of how times were changing, she made a, a rocky, but still a great, you know, transition into rock and yeah. pop basically right and she was just able to to bridge that gap so that's why in the 80s her career just just skyrocketed though but i love how the film touched on how how difficult it was like it really wasn't easy it was just her betting on herself and all that kind of stuff right and she just did what she had to do she she literally put in work though and of course as you would expect as her career blew up now um there was the well the, the novel Itina which the movie was based on which I didn't even know could Luda um co wrote and yeah Kurt he's the Luda, are you serious? Yeah okay, he was involved with the book. I like Okay I really? did not know that. I didn't know you were so close to she. <laughs> I know, I, right? I, he's, I, just, I, I he's, always... just, he's just the guy from he's just the MTV, MTV guy from the from the eighties, though. You know, no, I don't, yeah, I just remember the MTV News senior editor type, though, or whoever he was, right? Yeah, like I didn't know any man, and like he literally he went out of his way to 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 write the book, right? But yeah, um, and even have a, a great scene, um, typical, you know, where you use cutaways of like you know audio recorders and you know, um cassette tapes and stuff like that but you're literally hearing tina open up to culture like literally right. opening up to and open it up to sorry yeah it's just a really really powerful moment but yeah he was involved in in the book there i mean i was like oh okay shit didn't know that um and then well this kind of just running through the issue itself so it's just stuff that i didn't even know um of course with the book being out now and then they just jump into the movie itself what's love got to do with it so people's like well yeah your your story your real life story change in our lives right but at the same time it's the detriment of you know tina because um puts her life there because like i just didn't i just wanted to put that in the past now so now you have this book and people just bringing up questions about ike and want to talk about ike getting arrested for coke and now you have this movie where you're seeing Lawrence fishburne meeting up on angela and like why you talk about the show right but it's a great moment i think it's at the, the venice film festival or something like that where some some reporter asks uh, asks her, um, wait wait, thought about the film? Have you seen it? And she's like, no, I haven't seen it because yeah, it's just gonna drudge up all these old memories that I just don't okay. want to remember. I'm sorry, so I have not seen the film. Of course, clearly she probably did see it at some point in time, but I just love that she was able to tell them at the premiere night of the show. No, I haven't seen the film, right? But you know when you're young, you would take. Well, yeah, she was, you know, some creative consultant or whatever. So she must have seen the show. She must have been able to see, hey, this is where, this is where they're, well, they're right. This is where they're wrong. That kind of thing. Now. But yeah, right. her cover that saying, no, I haven't watched your film because it just cut too deep. That, yeah, I love that. That makes sense now. Um, yeah, uh, but that, that was great. But you really do see how, how you know, just that really impacted her as well, right? And then, yeah, just basically they just cut through to, you know, her meeting her, well, now current husband. Um, and yeah, it's just a, a really, really beautiful moment though, near the end. And it comes right after a really gut-wrenching, well, that same moment I mentioned with, um, with Kurt. 
where she's talking about like why she's had all these relationships, why she's never really felt love. There's even a great moment though where, where they mention her mom as well, who left, you know, her, if you remember from the movie, at a very young age. And then all of a sudden as her career blew up now, like Tina went all the way and bought a bought a house for she momenting and the mother the mother the idea still didn't love her, you know what I mean? So it's this thing about like why why isn't why is it that I haven't even received the love I've always wanted and this that ans- that that question being answered well with you know her meeting her future husband. Uh, I thought that was just really, really a great moment there. So yeah, I mean thoughts on the film itself. Um I, I kinda love this film as well. Um this is one where I really got to see more of Tina, right? You know, because yeah, there was that one movie that we mentioned that scarred us. <laughs> I think it's because of that we never really like remember certain things about you know her and all that kind of stuff. There. But while that film more touched on the relationship between her and Ike, this one went further and showed you know her career in the eighties and nineties, um, how the book and movie impacted you know. Um, how her, how her music and all the book and honey movie just impacted, you know, pop culture and all that kind of stuff, right? So it goes there. And I love, well, the, the, the personal angle, you know what I mean? Just it, it be from, from, from Tina, of course, right? So it works there. Um, the interviews work as well. Um, even even Shikiel, Oprah make a couple of appearances right, as well, right. too. You know what I mean? Um, who else? Well, one person who was there, like, I, this is something I didn't even know about. Um, maybe you know this, this woman. Um, Katori Hall. Katori Hall, that's on. All right. So, so basically, she is the writer, uh, well, I should say the creator of the, um, well, the Tina Turner musical. Right. Yeah. So, which which I didn't even know about till this show come out, right? But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it actually ends with her attending the the, the first um the the debut um performance, basically, right? But yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, she just kind of talks about how you know Tita was just able to you know just take just take back what was you know what what I was taken from her basically, right? Um, emotionally, physically, financially, all that kind of stuff, right? Right, and right just right. fight back basically. And yeah, you know what I mean. It just in terms of just seeing this story play out, it is still a very inspirational story, still a very powerful story. It's one of those things that you kind of don't want to think about because of you know the Ike stuff, but. It still works. It still resonates, and yeah, it's it's just meant to inspire though. But as a whole, what the the whole point of the show is, well, as they kind of hint at in the show, uh, this is technically the 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 final farewell. This is like just Tita taking a bow, just with telling her friend, uh, her fans, thank you so much. But yeah, this is it. This this is the end. Um, yeah, right. You're not gonna expect any music from me because I'm 81 right now. Yeah. I kind of just want to live all the rest of my life with my husband in Zurich, Switzerland. This yeah. is where she at right now. Like, uh, you know, what I mean? yeah. She just want to live the rest of her life out, and this is just that film to this day. She, the lady yeah, will know. She makes it fun. Right? You can't be mad. Yeah. Exactly right. Like like I have done so much. Um, I am glad that you you were inspired by me and continue to be inspired by, by me, and that, that's pretty much it. And here's just my life story, the, the way I want I want it to be shown, right? And I just love how the film just touches on you know the past, let let any past be the past, you know forgiveness, all that stuff. I mean stuff that you'd expect out of stories like this, right? But yeah, yeah, just for someone as larger than life than her, yeah, it, it just hits even harder. So yeah, rating wise, um, lights four out of five, man. I mean it's that the 
no like no good expecting this thing to be some groundbreaking documentary but really what makes it so special is the subject it's it's theater to it. it's just the you know the queen of rock and roll just just who she is you know I mean um and just the struggles that she went through in life and yeah how she was able to overcome it make great art out of it and yeah just continue to inspire many people you know what i mean so i can't be mad at any of this right now it's yeah. on hbo so definitely give this a look this is one of my favorite docs of the year so and i mean even 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 if you don't care for documentaries right it's tina Turner. i mean come on like like at yeah. least check it out to see what it is because yeah it it is who and i think that this show just including this show is that that fitting farewell that that she deserves so yeah i mean thank you for the years of music um i mean it came out of rough circumstances but I mean, you just came out of it, you know what I mean, alive and well. And yeah, you will continue to, to inspire, you know, other people. I mean, long after you're gone as well. So yeah, right. definitely check this out, man. All right. So now let's get to some animated stuff, right? Yes. We have three animated shows we're going to talk about, right? Um, in your case, you're going to talk about um, Amazon Prime's Invincible. Yeah. Um, this was a, a superhero show, um, well, a mature superhero um, series based off of a comic book that I have yet to read and I kind of want to read it because of how impressive that first trailer was. But um, the first three episodes came out. Um, pretty much waited for the um, series to come to an end and I'll just run through all of them. Um, but yeah, you saw the first three, so take it away. What was it about and how... All right, so at face, at face value, you'd, you'd want to think is, uh, you know... The, let us call it the, you, you probably want to feel is, is basically animated version of the boys, right? But that's not exactly what's going on. But you can understand why somebody might think that, right? And basically, it's a Justice League type world in uh-huh. a similar vein to, to the boys. Um, you meet the, the quote unquote Justice League of this world. Um, however, what you learn is that he, you have a, a kind of whole working paradigm um, of power. And then the big reveal is, well, what if Superman was secretly evil, right? So there's a Ooh. big conceit. So they, they, they reveal it early in the storyline, right? Why, you know, that, that the quote-unquote Superman character, a man called Omni-Man, um, played by J.K. Simmons. Um, you're wondering why he, he, he evil now. Mm-hmm. But because they reveal early, he is evil. But you're wondering why, right? You don't know why. It's a big, 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 big mystery. Uh, that's it. Um, so it's basically about uh, Stephen Ian's character. I forget the name. Um, Jacob, I want to say, or Jason. Uh, let me let me let me let me pull it up. Let's pull it up. Uh, Mark, Mark Grayson. Mark Grayson. Grayson. I was thinking of right. And uh, yeah, so he um um is the son of the Omni Man character, right? He doesn't have his powers, and they reveal early on that he had to get his powers and and. But it's they set it up as if it's this big, like Isuna. Um, like why does he can't get powers? He's getting it too late. Um, that, that's a whole story. Like why what's going on here? Why does he why does he don't have his powers? Blah blah blah. And that is basically it. And then but then the, the end of the first episode opens up the whole paradigm of what the fuck going on. And it's like, oh, okay, this kind of weird. And but it's not something too mind blowing. And the question is what's going on? And they keep revealing people who evil. So Mark goes to high school. He have a best friend. He's sticking up for, for people who he think is the underdog, even though he had no powers in the first episode. And then when he was working at his, his crappy little um, thing job, taking out the garbage, he accidentally 
throws the um throws the garbage garbage bag in space and he repeats that <laughs> to his dad. Yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. It's it's just this with a whole paradigm of superpowers, super people. But the end of the first episode really like drops drops a, a bomb on you like emotionally. Now. And it's like, all right, what's going on here? And that's the whole thing. It's setting up this weird mystery. As it is in terms of story, I don't think the pacing all that good. Personally, I'm not a fan of the pacing. It's good, but it's not it's not brilliant. It's like, yeah, it's all right, it's fine. Um, yeah, the one thing I was I was a um, intrigued by was the, the runtime though. Um, right. Each episode clock each episode about, about, a, a, about a yeah, 40, but I'll, I'll say minutes. I'll say the pacing kind of slow. It, it, they could cut they could cut a lot from it. It's it a little on the slow end. Like the purpose of it, I, I get the purpose of it. It's supposed to be setting up a, a um, you know the character and thing. But most of that stuff just kind of boring. It's like a normal, but then it have a big mystery lingering behind the scenes, right? Involving certain characters, and it's like, all right. Uh-huh. So I, 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 how I compare it to is, it's kind of like what Mass Effect. It's kind of like the Mass Effect of superheroes. It's doing something typical, but like they clearly having a big twist to the to the big story now. And well, oh, okay. the big conceit too is that, um, you know, why it is that that as this certain character doing a thing that he shouldn't necessarily be doing. That is a big mystery, right? Right. And. I don't want to spoil it, but when you see the first episode, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. Right? You'll know exactly what it is I'm saying or, or referencing. Because it's like, yeah, that's real weird though. Like, what was the big mystery? Why? The answer is the why. Like, we know he's doing something, but the big, the big mystery is the why. Why is he doing this thing? And I, I, I just kind of confuse that whole thing. Uh, that's where that's where it's interesting. It's doing, it doing all the typical superhero shit. Until this one character comes in and then be like, oh shit, that's going on. And then the end of the episode does another big reveal. And like, all right, why this character doing what they do? So yeah, as the creator of the Walking Dead, you know, he make it like all right. Um mm-hmm. art style and and uh, and thing, it looks a lot like Young Justice. Um Ah uh, yeah, I, I was picking up on that Young Justice um look and feel. Um well, you know, just to cut you there for a bit, right? You 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 were mentioning um the boys. I was more thinking of it something like a like a kick ass in a sense. Like, you know, there's this kid who wants to be a well, hero and all he's seeing nah, the dark reality of nah, things. It's not it's not click kick ass. it's really comparable to the boys, mostly because of the, the character, you'll know who he is when you see him. But it's a different paradigm of why he is the way he is. Right. And that that is my whole thing about it. Right. I don't have nothing else to say about it other than it's it's basically that aspect of it. Hmm. But um, but but it's it's worth it, right? Like, well, I mean, like, like um, sorry, what I say worth yeah. it? It's promising thus far. You, you you like the direction going, or it's just like, well, it, they still it. need to do more. I'm not, I'm not particularly impressed with it, to be honest, because of just only because of that too. So as I said, the analogy is like Mass Effect now. Like that's the closest thing after an analogy. Right. You know, it it good, but I'm so not like under. I'm not impressed by the whole thing. Uh. You know, it, it only have that one thing going for it as the, as the twist now. Right. Like, all right, that's the only mystery that holding your own. As I said, the analogy is Mass Effect. Imagine if Mass Effect didn't have its big twist. You know, I kind of right. just kind of forget it. Everything forgettable about it. Like, all these okay. characters. We see it before. We see this yeah. before. We see that before. It, uh, it has but... a typical arc. Um, uh-huh. Everybody who cheating. It, not that subversive. It, it Much like with the boys, it feels a little outdated. Um, right. You know, trying to be edgy and violent. And well, well that's, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah. 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 Violence because they were, they was real like amping up the violence or trying right. to let, try let people know um yeah this is gonna be TVM shit right so right. um is it like 
boys level oh my god you're laughing at how over the top it is or just like eh, see this in a dc animated show somewhere yeah yeah that's the problem is that the, if it wasn't for the big mystery um it we i've seen this kind of deconstruction for superheroes done better now. so that's why i'm not like particularly impressed with any other thing not yet because i really want to see what they're going to do with it and that's it i can't be i can't really complain about any of this as it is because it's not doing anything that interesting Okay, right. <laughs> well, that, that, that that's kind of a bummer. Well, I, I guess that's I guess with that being said, I could I could uh, I might as well just wait until it it wraps up the, yeah, the, no. the season and then just watch everything out. No, as I say, wait wait till it um wait till it it's it it yeah wait till it gets its end and I suppose because the whole thing is rest on this mystery now of mm. why this person doing what they're doing because it's it's still not clear to me why this person doing what they're doing. Right, I can't be really unclear. So, wait, what going on? Why was the answer? And they, they obviously, um, like laying, laying, they, they obviously laying little, um, what's call it? Laying little cup, crumb, breadcrumbs as to why you're yeah. doing, right? Little foreshadowing, but not special, right? Mm. They're like, okay, right, right, doing this, all right, no problem. Like, 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 see what, what going on, right? Okay, okay. Well, um, this, well, since it's just three episodes, there's no need for any like reading or anything like that but um i'll 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 make a note to actually yeah not even make a note yeah i, I will check it out as soon as the the season wraps up um well just based off what to say i'm i'm not expecting this thing to just change the landscape of superhero shoes like you know the boys but um it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see what does it do so yeah when that time comes i'll i'll check it out and we could do a full review of it right 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 so moving on now, let's uh, move from Amazon to, to Netflix now. Let's talk about Dota, Dragon's Blood, right? right. Um, so here's the thing, right? This, this little confession here. Um, I, am not that, I am not that well um, versed in all things Dota, right? Or Dota yeah, 2, me which need, is... Me neither. Yeah, based on... Um, I, yeah, the thing is, okay, so I never got into MOBAs. I never got into MOBAs. In the, in the same here. Yeah. It's one of those things I just never got into... They never interest me, you know. They always, it, it's the kind of it's the kind of gameplay that just was kind of boring for me. So I, I could yeah. understand why somebody might be into it, but for me it was just never that interesting. So yeah. I, I I never got into the mobile, the mobile paradigm. As it is now, never right. got into. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, same here too. Same here. But yeah. um, and, right. So all but, I knew, uh-huh. all I knew is that like you know I know Dota was just a. a what Dota was, boy? Dota is a basically is a um this thing. It's basically a, a mod a mod for Warcraft tree. Yeah, yeah, well, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I, I used to play Warcraft tree, not not religiously like some people, but when it come out, I used to play it. But I was like, wait, Sorry. Dota was was Dota. You know what I mean? But I you always used to hear that. You always used to hear Dota, Dota, Dota. You know what I mean? Um, but what I kind of learned after the fact though is how big Dota to become. And right. maybe you 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 could you could answer this for me, right? Or you could kind of query it right um it being one of the the most one of the greatest games of all time and most yeah. renowned in tournaments and ah like okay it is probably the deepest of the mobas i'll say if that if anything like i suppose but again i never get into to, to mobas to know right. one way or the other yeah. Oh, and another thing, um the the, the esports scene that that blew right. out of it though like even all that i was just like all right, uh, well, okay. I just, I just, it just never clicked with me for some reason. They're like, like, just offer me scenes as one of the greatest games of all time. I should check it out, like, now. But I don't know. I just never had a reason to, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah go on. 
Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the situation. Like, it, it, it was never something that I was um, particularly impressed with as it is. Um, you know, it's one of those things that just, well, this is just daily in the cultural milieu. I know it's popular amongst gamers, but I am not one of those that was like um, a fan as it is. And, you know, I, I just, we're going to talk about, you know, why a lot of it doesn't work because, you know, we get it. Like, I get why it was the way it was at the time. Um, so that's it. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's not, it's not bad. I just never got into it. Yeah. Same um, here. Same here. Yeah. yeah. And well, the problem is uh, we got, we got to talk about this, um, thing as it is, which is it kind of suffered the same. Well, like, doesn't talk about the show itself. In my opinion, it's suffering from the same problem that, um, the Warcraft movie suffered from. Right. Which is, oh, it, oh you find so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It too, it too loyal to its lawner. Right, right, right. All right. Well, I okay. Well, I will just do the the a quick synopsis on this, right, and then I'll jump into my thoughts, right. Um, more or less, my my thoughts will match yours, right. But anyway, so yeah, it's it's set in the world of, of Dota, actually, um, or Dota. Sorry, Dota. My bad. Um, it's this um, fancy world, basically. So you get you know knights, but basically they're stressing on dragons, right. And that's just to break off from the from the synopsis for a bit right um there's this intro way which yeah, tries to tell you everything or, yeah. or like, all the big law stuff right and only like halfway or i should say near the end of me binging this because yeah i've been through this right i yeah. went back to that to that intro i was like but wait none of the um, stuff i've already showed back up yeah what well, no yeah exactly that's the problem with this kind of bullshit now is 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 tell you a lot crap that yeah but it sounds real good i wouldn't lie to it sounds so uh, majestic like you know uh, well these back in the eons and you know yeah, the, the gods and all that kind of stuff that's, but that's like, wait other stuff really come back completely no, well except for one character which i'll get to but everything well, that, else that, is just yeah, all this, yeah you know no yeah, yeah that, that is the problem with a lot of this this law nonsense is that it, it is it is getting to its own up its own ass and there's do explain nothing in any interesting way you're not connected to anything it's just like Oh well, the this and the this and there's a bunch of you know you know fantasy words that are interchangeable fantasy words that are not interesting doesn't work at all for you. Not that yeah, that's kind of boring to be honest. And again, it had the same problem with Warcraft had, which is um, yeah, you could tell a more interesting story somewhere else, but this wasn't it. And yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't get into this at all. Um, well, all right. I, I, when I get to my point, when I get to my point, right? Yeah. So basically, we we introduced to dragon knights, right? So they are knights who hunt and kill dragons, right? Uh, so we introduced to one. He's the protagonist. His name is Davion, right? Um, his whole thing for killing dragons is because as a boy, he saw his whole family got killed by you know dragons, and of course, as you'd expect, there's different um classes of dragons and all that kind of stuff, right? So he's part of this. I was going to say club for a bit. This um, this band basically of 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 dragon knights, right? So yeah, there's it's not just random guys walking around with big ass swords doing it. It's it's a it's a it's a group, right? Not a club, but it's a group, right? And um, we introduced to him basically trying to to track this big um dragon, right? He has his um his page. I think that's what you call him. His page with him who. Yeah. He's there in the first episode and then the last, which kind of was weird because I thought he was just 
going to be in the show a lot, but he isn't, unfortunately. But yeah, um, but there's this guy who's helping him out, though, this this bully guy with a sword too. But then we learn that the sword itself is something called Terror Blade, right? And then we learn, and this is what they actually, this was, I guess, was the point of the intro, that Terror Blade is like one of this, like this demon, but they kind of assume, they kind of paint it as, oh, well, you know, when, you know, the, the earth was formed and blah, 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 and, you know, some gods and bad, blah, 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 and he was just one of them, right? But anyway. So he ends up possessing that guy, and whilst um, right. while Davian in this pit trying to trying to well, find the particular dragon, there's this end. other one that's um, that's pretty much there, um, whose name is Slyrak, right? Um, right. And he is one of the Eldworm Eldworms Eldworms, or whatever you call it, right? Sorry, forgive us, we don't know Dota, right? And he's voiced by by Tony Todd. They're like, what? You with us? Okay, again, again, Netflix money. Okay, cool. But yeah. Oh, in the process now, um, terribly reveals himself and um, possesses um, Slyrak, right? So, sorry, possesses the 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 the, the dragon that um, that yeah. you know Davy was supposed to slay, right? So Slyrak come kills him, and then in the process, um, Davian gets killed, right? Yeah. And Slyrak sees this as an opportunity, so he ends up possessing him. So his dragon spirit thing ends up possessing Davian, right? So throughout the show, he is kind of wrestling with the fact that yes, he is a dragon. Um, if pushed, it's not like it's not like a hog thing, but you know, if if Slyrak sees a reason for him to to kind of come out, he does right. So he does this kind of cool Hulk transformation stuff. He actually wipes people out in brutal anime glory. You know what I mean? And yeah, it, it's it's typical anime stuff. You know what I mean? How people get split in half, all that kind of stuff. It works right. Um, in the process, though, you have Princess Marana, who okay. is this princess, and she's part of this place called the Night Silver Woods. And there, there's this race of elves, and there's this war that's going on because the elf goddess basically does that, like the fact that there's the um, there's like the the elves being you know um in in factions basically you now. And right. they all should worship her, and she have this hang up of being worshipped and being loved, and she so she just kind of plants this seed of like deception and hate, basically. So it has this war going on, right? But in the process now, Miranda kind of wants to stay out of it. But what happens is that um, there's these magic lotuses that are stolen. Uh, yes, we so we actually see who the character is who steals it. But so her and her page as well too. Well, is actually her bodyguard. Her name is Marcy. She does. She's a mute actually. So while all this is going on, she runs into Davion and she sees his life actually. And yeah, together the 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 quest basically is just to find those um those lotuses and while Davion is dealing with this whole, you know, dragon thing and of course this whole war that's going on with elves and the goddess it's herself. And this one last character I wanna bring up, there's this character called the Invoker, right? Who is an elf as well. I think he's a sage or something like that, right? Yeah. He used to be with the, the goddess herself. Um, right, her name is Luna. I, I keep forgetting it, right? So No, 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 sorry. I lied. Her name is Selemini, right? Goddess yeah, of the moon. Right, That's right, her yeah, name, yeah. right? No, the thing is, the first episode was kind of cool when he, when he revealed that he gets killed. Eh? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, like shocking. That, that, that caught me. That, that really, yeah, really that caught me. Yeah, that got killed, right? So that, that, yeah. that's, that's a wrap-up everything, right? So, yeah. Um... But yeah, basically, Invoker was the husband somewhat of, of Salemini because he had a daughter. But because the daughter died due to a to, due to an, an illness, 
that's where the whole hang-up comes in. Uh, so, yeah, yeah basically, Salamini um, visits this um, this elf, this elf war, uh, warrior named Luna, and she's going out on this quest, this bloody quest, basically, just to kind of bring the, the, the elves back into, into check, basically, for Salamini, right? And, yeah, that that's where we'll stop with this, right? So, <clears throat> so that's quick. Well, this one of this mentioned this before we get to your thoughts, Ricardo, right? So, what I would say with this show here, because I went in not knowing a single thing about the world, right. I will say this much though, it at least hammer interested a little bit more into the world. Like I want to learn more about this world. Um, I don't know if it means that I, I don't think it means that I have to play the games though. But I would say that this is a fascinating world. It's very familiar. I mean, if you saw stuff like Lord, it's like a bit of Lord of the Rings, a bit of Castlevania, a bit of Game right. of Thrones and stuff like that. But it's a really fascinating world though. But I just wish that they could have connected it to that really over glorified intro we got which was just all this just basically to say hey um terribly is a bad guy this is why right but yeah this is still a very unique uh, i wouldn't say unique but it's still a fascinating world though and where they they go um especially like with the stuff with the 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 elves you know the the eight is basically eight dragons like i was just really liking that really loving that stuff actually halfway into the and the stuff with the L's and you know, just just as I say, the world itself is quite fascinating to me, right? It's just me not knowing in me going in, sorry, not knowing a single thing about the, the characters of the game or the, the world itself. But I have a feeling though, before I get to your thoughts quickly, Ricardo, um <clears throat> I feel that fans will go into this and pretty much come out the same way they felt when they saw the Warcraft movie, where right. they come in knowing all all the lore, all the knowledge, everything, everything, everything. But it's like, yeah, but what's this? Because this really feels it's, like this is just a small piece too much, of this too much big world. Like it feels slave. like it's just the beginning of yeah, no, it's something too much, bigger now. Yeah, no, this whole thing I find is too much of a slave of its own material. Right. That's, well, so yeah, well that, yeah, you could go on and talk now. Go on. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's way too much of a slave to its own material, in my opinion. Like, that's why it don't work at all. I really do think it works, to, to be honest. I can't say I hate it. It's just it, it just bogged down in its own bullshit. Like and it, and, and I did not following I'm not caring or following any of this because it's just a bunch of fantasy words. Yeah, well here's the thing, like like throughout it, I was just looking at the basics. It's guy, it's knight with sword who is possessed by dragon spirit, has to do task, right? But yeah, when they do try to, to expand it a little bit more, when they bring any stuff for the elves, like I was I was kinda geared it though, but I still feel like once again, if I went in knowing all this stuff before, I'd understand everything there. So, because I'm not expecting the show to stop and explain things to me, but there's there's numerous moments, especially involving Invoker himself and his, his flashback that he has, where it's like, but I still don't understand what's going on. There's a moment where um, basically it kind of ties back to that same intro we keep making fun of, and they never get back to it. It's, it's where he, um, is this thing where he took this gem or something like that and, um, you know, there's this um, being that he's trying to, to conjure up some kind of weird thing near, near the end of the, the season. You know what I mean? So it's 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 a lot, but but uh, that's not where you're coming from, though. Um, yeah. But just to get it good out of the way, though, um, I think that the, the the voice acting is solid enough. Um, yeah. Took a while for me to get into because once again, it's 
um, it's anime characters basically talking American and British, you know. So it's it's that even little Irish with Truba off guard. I was like, what? Well, we, yeah, we yeah, have yeah, Irish so characters. Is this the moon, the moon, the moon goddess, yeah, the, yeah. The goddess very, talking very, Irish, very Gaelic. Talk, yeah, yeah, Luda talking Gaelic as well. Like what? Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basic, basic, basic um, American voices and stuff like that. I felt like the character designs kind of basic too, especially Davion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, just a little minor nitpick. I felt like, you know, like in anime, right? Like when you're trying to, to show, when you're trying to detail a character's face, right? You know, the simplest way is to put a shadow by the side of someone's nose. Yeah. They literally had no shadow dread, so it just had a line. Yeah, I was just watching, dread. like, everybody had that same line, just so they couldn't just sheet it, like, you know? Yeah, it, it's one it, of those things, though. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. And I'll nitpick, you know, in the first episode in particular, where they, but it's, I mean, it's a trope. They always do it. You know, they will always have, like, these cutaways or just transition scenes where it's just one static shot of activity going on. And sometimes, like when you have characters like in in a room, like you have the two mean one talking, and you would just have other characters just basically still like the the frame itself. Now you know what I mean. It's the still, it's still. I just take it. You know, they could just add a little, little movement in the back or something. You know what I mean. But oh, yeah. once again, cutting corners. Understand? It's anime, right? I understand. I understand. Yeah, but um, I thought that animation wise, it was it was actually pretty solid though. Yeah. Um, there's a really really cool shot though with um with uh. What's a face with um Marana, Marcy, and they have this giant cat, you know, what I mean? right, yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, just yeah. them basically running down this this mountain dread while um while Davian, who you know becomes um right becomes Slyrak is like trying to kill them now. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, they spent all their money on that way because they incorporate but some CG it, in terms of it, the, it the running and stuff. Like, oh, they spent all their money, but okay. Yeah, no, the first it, episode, I was like, all their all real holding back all their funds, like. Like what going on? How come they didn't spend all your money? But then in that scene, like, oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it looked I, good, you know. It yeah. looked good. It looked good. It, it, I can't, I'm not complaining about the look or anything like that. I ain't had a big problem with any of that. I'm just right. I just underwhelmed with the with the whole thing as it is. It's like, oh, we're really doing this. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. but yeah, but as I said before, though, I imagine a lot of Dota fans, Dota two fans, will go into this and kind of walk out a little disappointed. It might feel this is like I you know. Really craft where it's just all this kind of build up and stuff that we already know so because like for the life of me i was wondering like while i was watching it's like is this part of the the law itself or it's just a story that they make in that world in that world of dota 2 i like that's how i that was how i interpreted it as just a story that they invent for the show but still when you bring in all these characters and all these backstories all these things i feel like no this is already part of it and I'm supposed to know this because I'm supposed to have played the game prior to watching the show. Now, you know what I mean? So it's it it kind of you know it, it kind of had me a little, it, it kind of threw me off like that now. And um, even when the story itself ends, I was like, okay, this is where they're gonna end it. Uh, I kind of like it, but still a little un un underwhelming because you know it literally stops at the cliffhanger. Now, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, though. Uh, this is this is a show that I was I was I, I really 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 wanted to like 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 just flat out like enjoy and love do, um but yeah it it kind of just got bog, um bogged down for me because of just this effort in trying to flesh this wheel out which I mean I appreciate but at the same time is like still I am going to this I am going into this completely blind I don't know anything about these characters right. try that that scene dumb down the material and make it simple for me but. 
give us the details early on though and not stuff that don't really matter the any day like that intro so right. when things play out they it, it makes much more sense um case right. in point stuff involving um Solemony, right who i get okay she's a villain and she had issues and she have delusions of grandeur you know so they do the whole gods thing and speaking of gods though um yeah well i'll get to the whole gods thing in a bit right but yeah, they do the whole she's a vain goddess kind of thing and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. But it's like still to the point of you basically tell this person, hey, start a war and then come back later and say, hey, I didn't tell you to start a war though. You know what I mean? Right. It, it just don't make sense. Like this her doing what she's doing didn't make any sense to me at all. Even right down to Luna blindly following orders and just killing people just because just didn't make sense to me, right? So now for the gods thing. Um, this show to me is yet another um netflix anime series similar to stuff like um like castlevania and well we we talked about this last year um blood of zeus right this and okay like i I don't want to dump any show for this though but it's this kind of i don't want to say also that it's influenced by game of thrones but in a way it is though this sort of cynical take on subject matter that's, like, that's the problem everything know. is just the construction of of medieval time shit exactly like, yeah, yeah against i so let me tell you something i real tired of that to be honest um <laughs> you know game of thrones did it because they have a great writer behind it i mean you know the, the showrunner shit the better on that whole thing but you know yeah i like fault um you know? but it you know it, i just so sick of this and and it i i personally bought it look if you like it it's fine but i i get so tired of this nonsense um and because it just coming across as mediocre and forgettable man. After a while, it's yeah. like, all right, that, that, I mean, look, okay, it's not a, it's not a H I ever care to see scratch now. So it's like, whatever. Um, if you, if you like it, fine, great. But for me, boring. Yeah, I, well, I, I agree, boy. Because, I mean, Castlevania did it. But, you know, Castlevania being, you know, horror beast, you know, being, right. I understand. Okay, cool, right? Yes, I have a problem with this too, eh? Is that because the, Dof- because the Warcraft Dota franchise don't really fit with the dark fantasy particularly well. Like, if this was Diablo, or if it was, again, Castlevania, and it works mm-hmm. with the dark gothic fantasy, it's fine. But this trying to do the dark fantasy, but not really, and it's not balancing tonally particularly well for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, well, right, that's the thing, right? Because, um, like, with Blood of Zeus now, like, uh, one, one thing I remember complaining about was that, yeah, they, they try to seem dark, cynical tone on this story that, is clearly being inspired by stuff like Clashing Titans and those kind of 80s fantasy shows. And I was like, well, sorry, fantasy movies. I was like, well, why right. not just embrace the 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 fun in it right? instead of yeah. trying to make everything so super serious now? This one, the show here, doesn't entirely go super serious, though. But at points, you're just like, well, you're, you're just really trying to be like another... Um, Castlevania, so I don't know right. if it's just like a decision behind the scenes, like oh well, when it comes to Netflix anime, especially stuff with fantasy, everything have to be dark and cynical. We have to treat yeah. the, the antagonists be... have to be, you know, so jaded by everything. Right. You know what I mean? All no, these kind be... of things. It's like, but why do? Like we already had that with Castlevania, though. Like why? No, and to be fair, I don't, I, I don't blame it on the the writing per se because I think the voice acting not particularly good. Like some of the main voice acting. Um, so it's not really delivering the landing. Like it's supposed to be cynical guy telling jokes, dark gallows humor about the world. And oh, just you know, speaking of that, that uh, well, speaking yeah. of that, though, that that's how I felt with um with with Davion's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just being that. We... Oh, hey, okay, I'm doing this. All right. Oh, yeah, big yeah. monster. Okay. Yeah. And we saw I... this before with um so, Castlevania, though. Yeah. Right. That's the problem. Too similar. Too too derivative. 
to the review, and it just wasn't it just wasn't working in my opinion. It's not bad. I don't think it's it that bad. It's still well made. But I felt because one of the big mistakes with this bullshit is that you can't get into a law that nobody care about and then have it introduce something that nobody care about. So Dota, because video games and almost let's admit it, almost all video games, especially fantasy video games, is some derivative bullshit. Um and not really bring anything new interesting unless you like you don't know the original material. Um I can't really get into it as it is then it have no 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 point uh, making the case as it is um, going forward now. So that, that's why it, do, it, is, it has the whole thing just kind of fall flat and nobody care about the world building because we see it before, right? Sorry to see it. We yeah, see yeah. It. And, and you're, you're right, though. Just, just before we get to read it, um, it does feel way too derivative, though. Um, yeah. Even right down, yeah, right down to the elves and the stuff that was going on there, to the god stuff, because, yeah, like we just mentioned, Blood of Zeus. Like, we, stole, we saw stuff like that before. You know? So, yeah, I, I would admit, though, yes, there were moments where I was like, okay, but um, this this thing going to do anything new? And I guess the, the kind of new thing, but that not even new itself, is the whole idea of this the hero being possessed by this thing, but... Yeah, even right. that itself is I thought, not. I thought new, you were gonna do something but, with that. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't lie though, I'd really love that wheel of the of the eight dragons thing. Um, which also is not original, but still I was like, but this was real cool. I love any the, the character designs there. Like, yeah, the character designs for the for the dragons though on point. I would I just thought like the whole the whole episode could have been there, you know what I mean? But I mean out of it you get some some decent action and you know some decent moments here or there though. But once again, it's just yet another fancy world that's supposed to care about, but I kinda don't. So that's why I keep stressing on I don't know I don't even know if the fans will even like this. Cause yeah, I still have a feeling that this is just a story that's part of this much bigger world, you know what I mean? Kinda like um like the Warcraft movie, you know? Right. But no, I, as, as I say, as I say, it, it suffers this more or less the same problem that the Warcraft movie suffered, which is it it like itself too much, it up its own ass a little too much, chill out. Like it it just not working in that way. And that's the main problem with this. This one just give us it give too much of a shit about its world building. And like, yeah, nobody care about this as the way you think it does though. Well, you need to chill out <laughs> on that. And they did just yeah. you had to tell a more classic story. And uh, whatever, they do the thing. If if people liked it, fine. I can imagine. When I'm watching all these spells and powers, I assume that all of that is in the game. Like, oh, that's this ability in the game, and that's this ability right. in the game, or whatever it is. I just assume that. I don't know if that's the case. Whatever. Right. But yeah, um, I mean, if if you are a fan of this, I, I would love if somebody could tell me if like these characters right. are for the game or not, because I, I personally doubt it. I could be but wrong, it, it, right? Because if I remember correctly, the game relies on that whole you know hero minions thing. Now. Like you have a main central character, and you're playing with that person. And then you run it. That's you know, the typical MOBA stuff, right? Like, again, I never get into MOBA, but I've seen enough gaming, gaming to know what it's like or whatever it is, right? Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, last thing I'll say before I get to read to do, what I would say, though, is that um, if if you like us who was just kind of hoping to see another season of Castlevania um, this year, because I don't think we're getting anything this year. If I'm not, uh, I, I'm... I'm more not, like a nut, right? I've, yeah. I've 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 mostly enjoyed the Castlevania stuff. Like it, it's very little of it. Um, very sorry, it's very little of it doesn't work. It 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 flows really well. But I'll admit, I'll fully admit that the only reason I like the Castlevania is because I'm already familiar with the Castlevania material and franchise and the law and what to look for, mm-hmm. right? This yeah. I don't know it, so therefore I I have a bias against. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm fully conceding that bias. If this caters to the to what people say it is in terms of what it should be, and it's good then fine. If you're a fan of this, I'm sure you'll give it a good score. I, I, but for me to do the extra research to care, I have to care 
you know, so I'll have to go and scour the, the subreddit or see what people say about it in some forum. And I, I really don't care because I was just bored almost the entire time throughout the whole thing. All right. Well, I yeah. I Tip was up. I was I was entertained for the most part. Just just be the the the, the stuff with um. This mostly stuff with with Davion, um, the, yeah. the the stuff with Luna and the goddess of the moon and all that kind of stuff is like, uh, well, okay, um, all, all that stuff because you want to be loved, okay, all right, <laughs> um, yeah. which I feel there's more to it than what the show showing here, right? But yeah, right. and that though, I see this just as a as a little substitute, you know, like if you just want that that Castlevania fix, you get it here. But I'm still kind of wondering why, you know, this is the literally the third Netflix animated series, anime series, sorry. That we get in the same kind of dark cynical fantasy take. Like, no, I, I don't know. What's, I, yeah, no, is that is easy? this a thing or what? No, it, just like just like with, with with medieval fantasy, all of the material is there. Like, it's easy to get costumes and sets for this kind of bullshit. No, that's why nobody's gonna sit down and make anything more ornate. And, and I'll admit, and I don't want to get into anything Eurocentric or systematic or anything like that. But the simple fact is that you have to build sets and you have to production design and it have a clear bias in terms of getting stuff off the ground that's why we're not gonna see any aztec or south american fantasy shit because like somebody had to design that and nobody gonna do it all the castles already there in europe and all of the thing already there and you can easily animate it and you can easily model it that's where the bias lies like is that that's why we see so much european fantasy stuff because like yeah he sets done build <laughs> yeah yeah, and, so, yeah, yeah. And, mm. and, and when you're when you're shooting in scotland you get this with his way, um, you know, how much half, 50% or for whatever it is. The same thing with animation. Um, a lot of animation is just super easy to do. They already, the material already easy to do because the, the, the art style is already there and the material is already there and what you're referencing and the color scheme and everything done built up for it, whoever. I'm, I'm yeah. tired. This is, this is one of the main reasons I'm so tired of European fantasy stuff. I don't hate it on its yeah. own, but it, it, uh, too, it, it's too much. I know, right? We, we've been, since Lord of the Rings, we've not, they've not stopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even stuff like 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 Blood of Zeus, which which could have done some different, yeah. more or less fall under those same, same trappings. Same, yeah? same, same trappings. Yeah. And that, that is another another European because Greek mythology. So it's like, yeah. Well, yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. that yeah. already well established. Anyway, we, how much times you have sets and things and and the the, the, the inspiration to pull it off. Mm. Tired. I am yeah. tired. Enough. Yeah. Well, uh, at the end of the day, folks, for what it is, though, I am going with. Uh, decent three out of five. It's it's yeah. high for what it is. I, I give it. Uh, yeah. If if you have a uh, uh, four or five hours to kill, roughly, yeah, check it out, man. But I would say, I mean, if you just want that that Castlevania fix, if you just want something in terms of like epic fantasy from Netflix, yeah, check it out, man. But um, I still think that if you are a diehard fan, well, I mean, if you're a diehard fan, you probably will like it. There's the stuff in it that that you will appreciate, though. But I don't think all the fans will go into this loving this at all. Though. But I uh, still think that this is just a small part of a big story or just a just a story that is invent for the show. I could be wrong. But yeah, I know there's this bigger stuff in it to look forward to. And I'm I'm actually looking out for the for the next season. They, well, yeah, it as I say it ends on a cliffhanger. But I'm looking forward for the next season, man. But just no in a hurry though, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not hating on it on its own. As as I said, it's well made. You know, it's well made. I just, I just tired of this in terms of the, the aesthetic and the approach. I just, I just fed up, to be honest. But if, if you're into it, great. You know, happy for you. Um, but I, I was, I was thoroughly underwhelmed for it in that sense. However, I'll still give it a decent enough score. So like, I give it like a six point five out of ten. It was fine. Um, for what it was, I, I can, I'm not too, too mad over the whole thing, to be honest. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. All right. Uh, last but not least, season 
two yeah. of Solar Opposites. Right. Uh, Ricardo, if you know about it, I just want you to do the synopsis for this, well, for the, right. for the season. Um, right. But just, just quick totally, well, season one. Uh, we, we covered it when it came out. Uh, we, right. we totally enjoyed it. It uh, well, well, I think we, we we mentioned this before, but we, you know we, we we can't help but compare it to to Rick and Morty, right? Because you know it's from Justin well, Rowland, right? Same creature, you know, yeah, yeah, same voice same actor, creature, right? Yeah. So you know you're kind of wondering if this is just you know if this could have just been like a spin off of it, or you know if it's just right, right, like right. you know like if if it's its own thing basically, right? But what I would say you know is that you know can actually rewatch the full season in preparation. Um, it is very much its own thing, right? But it yeah. still has that. Really, uh, dark humor. You know, that that uh, just that irreverence and all that kind of stuff. Do very over the top, very 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 insane. But just all these smart and just silly like sci-fi calls. It's even to the point that you know uh, characters in the show say, you know, we can't use our sci-fi for this. You know, I mean, just <laughs> just making fun of the genre itself and. Yeah, just just everything about it, even right down to the intros for this. Yeah, I I really love though. Um, but it, I mean, I still would put Rick and Morty over this because of just right. how you you had to just use a little bit of brain, a little bit more brain power to be like, oh, that's where they go go with that. You know what I mean? It's it's not one of those things that you just watch one episode and you just get everything one time unless you just know everything about science and science fiction. But this one. With this show here is more science fiction more than science in a way, but it's just all it's just like a lot of like side gags and just pop culture references and just goofy silly humor that makes it work. But I feel I find like Rick just is a little bit more on the intelligent side of things. You know what I mean, but um, yeah. that's not to say that Solar Opposites is a terrible show at all, right? But yeah, um, Ricardo, quick thoughts on season one and yeah, what season two is about. Yeah, right. So season one, I, I enjoyed as well. It didn't try. What I liked about it, it didn't try to be Mickey Rick and Morty. It did its own thing in terms of humor. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I forget Indeed. the name of the. I forget the name of that comic. There's a, a comic that does this that style of humor. Um, it's a really popular web comic with aliens, and the whole the whole joke is, oh, aliens interpreting things literally in this way, and look at the misinterpreting, you know, Earth culture, and then the whole point is to show how silly that thing is. A, a little piece of commentary one time, right? And they'll always make a joke. And that's it. Uh, season two follows well with Terry and Corvo, and I forget the Cheran name, but the Terry and Corvo oh, and the fam- um, rest of the family. Let me just pull up the name. Uh, Jesse, that's Gil, and Yummy Luck, that's the boy. Yummy, right, right. right. And so the, these four, they kind of continue the narrative, um, the whole danger of the, let's call it the little creature that they have in the house. Uh, the pupa, the pupa. Right, the pupa, right. Yeah. yeah. So this this the pupa thing, that, that, whole, that whole joke still going on. And then, of course, you have to mention we we follow the wall. up on the, the follow right the, the follow up of the, of wall war one <laughs> <laughs> wall war one i love right. that yeah yeah and it, it um basically we follow up on that piece of drama and that's it this time i'll say personally this season was weaker for me um i don't know if it's because okay. i don't know if it's because the joke kind of got a little old like the whole joke of them you know changing up thing but it still had a bunch of great and funny scenarios um, I love, there's one scenario that I absolutely had, had made stitches is the whole wood New York City thing. The forest New York City. Yes, that had yes. me cracking up <laughs> of how ridiculous that was. But it's so funny how they play the whole, that whole scenario play itself out there. Yeah. What was funny is, that, is that there's some some um, clever Miles Corsese references though, but when they right. went with it, it was just that, so that's hilarious. Another thing, that's another thing with the season. It does a lot of movie references. Like, it make references to Revenge of the Nerds and a bunch of 80s movies. And, and shit like that, though. Um, I was like, oh, okay, all, all of this, this kind of funny and clever on its own. 
um, for what it is. I, I can't say I truly love this, to be honest, right? Um, this, this season, because I, it just, it's not that it's bad, but it just kind of fall a little flat for me, to be honest. And I, I think it's simply because I, I see the jokes before. The jokes kind of get old, so I wasn't really into it as much as I could have been. But as it was, it was great. I, I can't be mad at any of this. Too. Um, but it, it just, just real, real clever and pretty funny for what it is and what it, they decide to do with it. And yeah, that, that is it. I, I can't, um, nothing else much to mention other than, oh shit, they, they, can, <laughs> they, um, they're doing this again. The, but the follow-up drama with the wall is very good. And again, ends on, on how it ends. It's, it's, it's like, wow, they're really doing this way. <laughs> but, <You know? laughs> yeah. but yeah, um, I, I, I didn't love it as much as the first. Still funny. Still doing its own thing. I can't be mad at it. But it just was, I think it's because I just, because I see this joke play out and the aesthetic of the joke plays out so many times. And I, I just kind of underwhelmed with it, to be honest. Um, but I said, nothing else I, uh, not, other than that. All right, I I I I understand where you're coming from, though. But um, for me, I enjoyed it just as much, if not more, than any full season. What right. I would say this this season does very very well is just kind of wholeheartedly and just flat out blatantly say, "Hey, this is what the show is. If you don't like it, fuck you." Basically, that that's what it is, right? We going all in on this trend. we we hitting you with all this humor though some of it will offend you some of it will have you in stitches some of it will more or less disgust you especially when you go for like um, this over the top violence and stuff like that and that is what Solar Opposites is right take it or leave it yeah so I would say with this one it really fully establishes the type of humor the type of show that it is right um, of course yes it still has a lot of um, it, you know you can still say that yeah, it's it's still like you know a, a Rick and Morty kind of spin-off kind of thing, but not right. exactly. I, I think they make a, a greater effort to say no. This is this is what we do in We we go in real over the top of this one. Um, we 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 cussing more. We showing more sex. We having more yeah. violence, more uh, yeah. blood, one, all that kind of stuff. We just go in all. Yeah, one thing that kind of one thing that kind of bothered me with this season that they change they change Corvo a lot this season. And I didn't. Oh, I, I see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't follow if he had an arc to change that much. I really couldn't follow oh, that. Well, yeah, because Bailey had to remember him. So, yeah, his goal was always about leaving. Yeah, that was all it was, right? So, right. Uh, like, uh, I think it's the, the first episode of the season here where um, they actually meet, uh, yeah, they actually meet uh, British, you know, uh, version of the, of the solar right. opposites themselves, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the girl, all that kind of stuff. Speaking of which, they actually use the term solar opposites in the season, uh, right. which I would admit kind of fall flat after, like you hear the two to four times, like yeah. they say, yeah. the solar opposites are going to London, the solar opposites are going back to America. Right. But they just keep using it over and over. It's like, all right, well, what we get? Yeah. The, 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 side, the okay. side gags, as I said, a lot of these side gags not there. I, I admit that I probably just didn't pay attention as much as I should have because I find a lot of these side gags was just not there. Um, for me, like, oh, okay, they're doing this, all right, no problem, but like, this joke, not that funny, all right, they're doing that, all right, but that joke, not that funny, okay. And I didn't, it didn't land for me. There is one joke that had been stitches. All I'll say, post it note. That oh, was... oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, about, about, yeah. That had me cracking up, Jared. But they do a lot of great meta humor in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, they do, that, they do. Was, that was uh, that, that stuff was good. Like, I couldn't be mad at any of that. But yeah. as it was, I was like, eh, it's, it's fine. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't love it, but it, it's fine. It's well. Right. It is what uh, it is. I, as... 
Yeah, but I know for some people they might find this to be too much of a raunchier version and um than um than than Rick and Morty. I don't like it it is it is yeah. oh, it is raunchy, but appropriately in my opinion. This just like I see, just them going out of the way to prove yeah. that we are not Rick and Morty, even though technically right. they kind of are, right? Another, t- another problem is that it, it, let, it, it moves a little too fast as well. So, like, jokes just, you know, it's sped up a little too much. And oh, much. yeah, I decided, yeah. Yeah, well, like they, they had, they had, yeah and it, it, so it, the joke didn't have enough time to breathe. Like, look, I know it's a fast show. It's meant to be fast. Rick and Morty's a fast show. This meant to be a fast show. But it was a little too fast. And it just didn't, um, it didn't, it, it didn't land for me, in my opinion. As yeah. it, like, it's had this one good joke where... Right, so they, they keep dropping the F-bomb right through in the show, right, uncensored. And then yeah. in one one bit they did where the character curses and he hear a beep. And yes. people's like, what the hell is that? that. Spits yeah. up. Right, but that joke could have breathed a little bit more. I, know, it's just, I don't know, it's just an argument from comedy time. And, you know, I don't know, you know, you don't know otherwise one way or the other. But no, I, yeah, I thought, you're, you're right, because it, right, it shows right. up unexpectedly there. And you're like, wait, what, what, what? And then it just, right, it just right. goes, you know what I mean? But you're yeah, right, yeah, but yeah. that was, that was a good joke. Yeah, It's a good joke, it's a great joke. But it's a little too fast and stuff like that. It's like, oh, that joke could have just land a little, breathe a little more, and then mm-hmm. you know you hit, you, you drop the beatner. Um, but yeah. I said, um, um, but but like, well, um, but it's just yeah. like what you say in terms of referencing movies. Like, um, they they they, they reference some shows I didn't even like think that they were gonna um, reference at all. Though, like, um, yeah. this this episode basically like the, the premise is dumb, but it's basically about how Corvo felt bad about. Being out of place in, in this um in the party, so right. he put Which this bill out basically. Yeah, to, hilarious, right, yeah, to to to, to ban all all the parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a dinner party. They literally referencing Ellie Confidential because, well, sorry, yeah, yeah. both Ellie Confidential and the Untouchables. Uh, right. watching the, the the style of it, like how the guys dressed in trench coats, they have shotguns. Yeah. Like, they, this is like how Russell Crowe was in the movie there. But right, then they right. play the, the the music from Untouchables, or like a version of it actually. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and even make fun of the whole spinning newspaper bit, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you see it shows. Yeah. That was really funny. But yeah, that 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 episode was was hard. Um even like in the final episode, even reference Matrix Reloaded Dread, like to the you point where the music it, recreate the music Don Davis did for oh, the fight Yeah, I was hearing the music. Yeah, yeah, I was hearing it. Yeah. Same music, like, they're yeah. really going out of your way to do that. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that, that is the show. That, that, is, that is the way to go. And well, yeah, you know, in typical yeah. Rick and Morty fashion, they edit off in, the, in a kind of a weird do like, oh, well, this is where we are, where we are. But yeah. don't worry, next episode, sorry, next season, should be back to normal, right? But um, as far as the, 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 the conceit goes, I, I, I wish that they could have continued on on the whole where we need to get off of Earth and stuff. Right. But the, 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 the poop, the, uh, the people thing again, but right. it was just, you know, it, it kind of right. just like, came and went. It was like, well, yeah, it wasn't really anything. So, you know. Yeah, they made, well, because they, they made one joke, they made one joke with the world building that I f- was okay, which was, oh, it had a bunch of people who knew ahead of time. Yeah, that, that was funny. Right, right. right. That some, was some rich, yeah, some rich, uh, some rich, rich right. aliens yeah, knew beforehand. Yeah, yeah. That the, right. the, the asteroid was going to hit the planet there, yeah. That was cool, out, that was cool. Yeah. And they bust out early, and they tell the whole thing with that. That was just funny, and then they get it, they get it, the, the, the high beat, the nuts dog at the end. Yeah, good joke. Yeah. Right. And, uh, well, as you mentioned before, that, that whole, that, that episode with, um, with you know, uh, Billy the, the wood, a sort of a, Forest version, a wood, yeah, wood yeah. version, New York. I thought that, that was, was hilarious. hilarious too. Yeah, yeah. you reference, 
They reference, uh, reference stuff like American Psycho, American Psycho uh, right. Goodfellas, Wolf of Wall Street. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But it's Goodfellas stuff with Colwood and had me in stitches, Jen. And then yeah. they just had this running that whole gag of wolves tracking them down. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. That, that, was, that was flat out hilarious. Uh, but you know what? Well, we have to mention the um, the the wall stuff, right? And right. here, okay. So what they do basically is that they tell a new story, right? So they show yeah. what happened, you right. know, with Tim being the ruler now. Right. And what they do basically is like how I saw it was like a version of Seven, you know, the movie. Right. Even right. the point that they had, oh, is this Seven? But they flip it around, it's like no, it's an L. It's like ah, that, that was kind of right. clever. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 I didn't yeah. catch your joke. Yeah. You catch yeah. Your joke. Right, yeah, and it's like, oh, and they had still in K. Brown basically be this guy who right, is yeah. roped in. And yeah. the, the, the running gag is that he was uh, one of the writers, I think it was one of the, yeah, one one of the writers for Bones. Right, yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't like a, 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 a top tier writer, he was just right. like in the back. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he does get roped into this case because people get murdered in like really gruesome ways there. But it one of the episodes actually ends with a death. He's like, okay, this is some some seven shit. All right, cool, cool, right. cool. But where it led up to basically, well, this is before the the uh, second and last episode. Uh, I was a little bit let down by because I thought that they would have kind of ended it on a about stronger note. Though. It was just like, oh well, this person kind of get away with it. So yeah, sorry. You know, it is what it is, right? It's it's one of those kind of things, right? Um, but yeah, the second and last episode, while it's not as Strong as the the one Lasso. from the first season yeah, one, yeah. uh, was 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 solid as well because we we follow well, they, up on yeah, uh, they, leave it, yeah well. they, they leave it on a big cliffhanger, uh, which yeah. I thought was which was interesting, but they it not as it do they as dramatic as what it was last time because they still have a lot of jokes. Yeah, they had, they had the people help out the the girl at the end. There's a lot of stuff like that. Though. Yeah, like, the people, I, 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 I love that the people, people actually talk for the first time. Well, right, you hear you hear. Like ever so often, but here he actually like see a, a sentence. Right. It's like okay, that's that's kind of well, funny. I love, I love that the people watching all of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like he, people... he was doing that from from season one, which right. is funny. But but, yeah. but you thought oh, there's the people watching inside the wall. No, the people was monitoring them inside the yard. Maybe she could fella sacrifice himself from for she had that yeah. whole thing. Right, but yeah, yeah. um, I I, I that 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 whole thing was good. I didn't as as I said, not as yeah, not as good as was last week. Sorry, that's last, um, last, last season. Yeah, but last season, I, I, I'll admit, um, I, I think it's just because you know, um, because because we were seeing this for the first time, we were just right. seeing how many right. jokes were played out, how the right. characters are bounce off each other, and yes, it's still as weird and goofy and dumb as ever. Um, uh, like like he said, point, yeah, we yummy luck still have this obsession with um, with 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 shrinking adults and putting it in this yeah. own collection thing. Um, Jesse still trying to to get friends and try to be cool and all that kind of stuff and feeling, you know. What I mean, it's yeah. all these things too, you know. Um, uh, even bring back uh, well a character I was looking for the 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 green uh, Goobler, who is this? Yeah, yeah. He, he shows up as well too and gets his yeah. own story. The red, yeah, the red Goobler, yeah. red Goobler, they do a whole thing with that. That, but even that joke I felt was a pretty pretty outer character for Corvo, you know? like okay, right, guys, exactly. Doing, yeah, there's a particular like moment that. that the spoiler is involving. Right. Cove, but I was like, wait, bro, wait, no. like I thought Terry was the, you know, the 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 the, the bisexual in the group, right? That's all we'll see. I mean, I, I get it, I get the joke now, but it's like Corvo doing it doesn't make like, yeah, it should have been Terry, but then again, Corvo and and the grad Gubler is the one that connected, so I get why they had to make the connection. 
yeah. writing could I do a little bit of work, a little punching up in that sense. Whoever, true, true. It, it, it just came off a little shock value, but right. it took us a little. As you know, as, yeah, you're right, exactly. As, yeah. I say, as I say, it's not Rick and Morty, and you know, both, both, of, both of the head leads of this have two better shows, in my opinion, for me, at least personally. Um, right. Is you know, Mike McMahon has Star Trek The Lower Decks, which I absolutely love. Uh-huh. Um, you know, of course, of course, um, Royland has, you know, Rick and Morty. And Rick and Morty, yeah. So it's, it's them just working together still. I'm glad that, it, you know, it's a little break because, you know, everybody getting voice work and voice acting and people getting work, right? Animation, yeah. people getting work. It's fine. It's good. And it's a yeah. decent enough product for you for to enjoy. And yeah, it so as, this as, as I enjoy it still as it is. Even though it yeah, is yeah. I so, still... Yeah, yeah, go yeah, go on. yeah right. But well, that, that, that's... Season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, come to think of it, um, you 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 are right though. Um, because yeah, it'll be the first time you see this. We just see how the jokes are, how the characters were. But you know, this season a bit is a bit of the same old same though. So I mean, I won't like yeah. Just don't don't go ahead and expect this thing to kind of do anything new. But what I would say though, just before we get to read it, for me personally, I just felt like it just went. Above and beyond the call of duty to just say, hey, this is who we are. This is the type of humor we do in here. You don't like it, you're offended by it. Shut up. This is not for you, right? It, it's like that. But it still has tons of jokes, tons of humor. Some of which might might, might fly past it because of how quick these episodes run yeah, though. But yeah, I was I was I was editing throughout well, I think it's like the three hours or so I was binging this, right? But uh and yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with um season three. But um I do well. Just two things before I get to read it. I do hope that they wrap up this thing with the 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 pupa evolving. Like they just really need to kind of get to a particular point where it's like, oh well, okay, we 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 near the end of something. Um, same thing with the wall stuff. Like as much as I enjoy the dramatic, you know, breaks and whatnot. Yeah, they kind of have to wrap that story up though. You know what I mean? Right. But <laughs> which I really curious to see. And I have a feeling like uh, maybe when the full series come out on on Blu-ray or something like that, they're gonna put the whole wall stuff as its own movie. Just like I have a feeling they're gonna it's do a, that. Basically, a three-parter because like one, two, three. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they'll just put, put collected because maybe little snippets throughout the season. Now. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, other than that though, it's it's the same old same. But you know, if you've enjoyed it the first time around, yeah, you will enjoy it um again with this round here. So for me, um, like four out of five, man. I I, I totally enjoyed this. So this had me in stitches. It entertained me from episode one to episode eight. But um, I would admit though, yeah, it doesn't really do anything that different or spectacular. Just once again, just go it out of its way to say, hey, this is the type of humor we 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 deal with. If you don't like it, yeah. Suck salt, right? Yeah. But yeah, that, that's all I have to say. Uh, final words and reading on season two of Solar Opposites. Yeah, um, I, I dug it for it was, um, I forget what my exact rating for season one was, but yeah, this one, I'll, I'll give it like a sum out of 10. Um, I didn't I didn't love it, but I was still entertained. I was still found it funny. A lot of great bits. Um, the drug war, speakeasy episode was pretty funny. Um, that, that was, I just thought that was so absolutely hilarious with the, with the, with the, with the wine bottles being, being shit out. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's these, these, these dogs, and yeah. once again, this. What I was saying, this, this show really deals though is just like these over the top alien creatures. You know, what I mean? this, this monstrous creatures. Like they do that very well. But once again, it's very much like um, like Rick and Morty, but they just amp up on the the blood and gore, basically, right? But yeah, that stuff with the with the with the sort of um, monster dogs who just shit the wine bottles. That was mm-hmm. that was weird, but it was hilarious at the same time. Though, I wouldn't lie. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, and and as I said, um, I, I'm not um, I think because the premise of the joke 
played out already, they didn't really build on it the way they could have from season one. Like, they didn't know how to build from that joke. So they just had that one joke, and now the joke kind of played out, and then they couldn't really build on it in terms of con- content. But it's still good. Good enough for me to enjoy it as it was. Um, oh, I, as I, you see that, right? As you see that, right? Sorry to cut you there. Yeah. There was an episode where, they, where I felt they could have, like, could... um. Could they touch on the on the on the scene conceit now? But I felt they could have took it take a little bit further. This is where um where they use well they were they were referencing the lake house, and Corvo kept doing this time travel thing to get Terry to no that's to, good too. Uh, to, to yeah. yeah, to actually do shit for for once in life, right? But remember they was trying to patch the ship up, but they didn't really do anything beyond that point. It's just they kind of stop it to tell this right. particular to have this particular twist. We're not gonna see where it is, and just kind of forget about the ship. So the ship's still there, but I thought like. Or they will at least try to to leave though, you know, you know, something like that. You didn't find that episode. I thought they were gonna at least try to leave to try to try to um to avoid getting killed by the people, whatever it is. Yeah. But they don't really do that. They just kind of stick them. They just kind of stay on Earth just because of that, you know. Yeah, that is it. They didn't really do much much of it as it is. Um, that's, that's unfortunate. Um, but I, but I, I dug it for what it is. Yeah, some other. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. But um. Yeah, folks. I mean, it's if if you've been enjoying uh, Solar Opposites, um, yeah, you'll enjoy the season here. If you haven't started yet, yeah, definitely give this a look. Though uh, I would say it is very much in the vein of um, African Morty, but yeah, uh, it's way uh, I would not way way over the top, but way enough over the top though, to kind of say no, we're we we something different. We're, we're something worse, right? <laughs> for better for worse. But yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out though. Um, I don't know when we're gonna get um season five pictures of um, Rick and Morty, but uh, for now, yeah, solo episodes will do, man. All right. So with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? Ah, at RMDDY. That is at RMD on Twitter, at RMD on Twitch, and Ricardo Medina on Facebook. You can find me there. All right, you can find me on Twitter. Look for Bear Beat Bailey on Instagram. You can find me at Bears Beats and Bailey on Facebook. Just look for my name, Matthew Bailey, along with the Legally Black Blog official fan base. We finally to this podcast as well as it was that we done over the past six seasons, including retrospect reviews. And uh, before I forget, though, uh, sorry that I didn't bring this up early on, by uh, rest in peace, boy, to Jessica Walker's uh, Walters, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, that's really sad. Yeah, yeah, man. It was blue. T- and the day, the day, uh, the day she, I heard she died. I was like, nah, I don't, I don't really watch Mother Boy Triple X, uh, it's such a true classic, dread uh, mm. of Cuba for me. But yeah, she's a true, true, true. Really, a big loss to this one. Um, Indeed, Archer, yeah, yeah, Archer, Arrested Development, Just, just who, who, just who, just those two characters in those two shows, boy, will. Will stand the test of time for me, you know what I mean? And um, and also like um, like I, it's one of those things you kind of forget that she also starred in um this uh Clint Eastwood movie um Play Misty for me. She was you know one of those you know it's it's one of those psycho thriller films now, right? Early films like that, right? Um, it's actually a really really cool show if if you haven't checked it out. But yeah, she was the she was the antagonist in it as well. Um, but yeah yeah, I mean yeah, it's it's such a huge loss though. I mean. Yeah, she did her thing though. We we'll always remember her in um in Archer. We'll always remember yeah. her in Arrested Development in particular. So yeah, rest in peace, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, stuff to look forward to. Uh, next episode for sure. We're gonna be talking about Godzilla versus Kong, and yep. we're gonna be talking about King Kong versus Godzilla because why the hell not, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
we we actually had the 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 luck of having the movie out uh, a week before you know it comes out in the states but i'm still gonna see it when it comes out literally on good friday in the states and and i don't know about you ricardo but i think i'm gonna hit the imax for this one despite just being the one time of the year that i'll do it and even though if i'll do it with mortal kombat i don't know but yeah i really think i'm gonna do that but um yeah for sure we're gonna just talk about those two movies of course, gonna have we you know some guests and yeah we'll have a blast. But I have a feeling that this is this is this 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 this, this film is gonna be gonna be good. I heard some things about it. I heard a bit of criticism that people had with um same criticism people had with King of the Monsters. Right. Or less transfer to well, this film usual, here, but as you know. usual, Snyder Snyder cut fans have to be insufferable about the whole situation. So I heard they review bombing it. Just and demanding that they they continue the Snyder verse. So like uh, you could stop. You can stop now. Move as on. I say, just move I, no, as on. I say, I I make that point. I don't. I, I think I don't know if I made this point back in the, in the review, but I'll say, look, if you get a my injury, we'll try to take a mile, and this is the, this is them trying to take the mile right now. Yeah, boy, for real, for real. Whatever, whatever. Moving on. Yeah, when when the movie comes out, though, we we will definitely check it out, right? Uh, and what else to look forward to? Uh, yeah, well, well, next month, actually, we, we, we get Mortal Kombat as well, so, you know, you can look out for that. And last but not least, uh, the Oscars, uh, we get that, right. uh, you know, at, well, near the end of, of April. Don't know how it's going to play out now, you know, in, 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 well, you know, in terms of COVID, because remember, last year old was, you know, before the, before quarantine, that's just, just as a reminder. Right. So, yeah, I don't know how this one's going to play out, uh, but, you know, when the time comes, or at least... Hopefully, a week before it actually is, we could share our picks for who we take away. And then, of course, as we always do, you know, we the day afterwards. Hopefully, uh, we will just talk about the actual event and you know, um, who you know, who you know, basically our thoughts on the you know, just just basically a highlight reel. You know, thoughts on the actual event, who we felt should have won, who deserved to win, and all that stuff, right? So, all these things we can look forward to uh, coming next month. Right. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever this is. This was Machibelian. Mark Medina. And we are signing off for another episode of BSB Team So until the next one, take care, stay safe and adult. Peace. Yeah.